Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. It's Christmas time in the morning. <laughs> it's not even December, and he's already... No way, man, it's took a time. That's from uh, Edward Scissorhead's... Um... The dead. He's on top of the roof, and he's like throwing these things. Uh, he's making like like it looks like it's snow on the ceiling. So he has these big white mm. sheets. Like he just rolls them down the roof. And oh yeah, I know. It, and like, he starts stapling. Like yeah. yeah, and he's and he starts. It's Christmas time in the morning, but it's Christmas time on the Bad Boys podcast because a certain uh, we have finally got approved because of our foul language and probably all the copyright music we use and all the sound bites <laughs> we're not allowed to use and all the racist. Uh... <laughs> Oh, and the racist stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Tony's uh, hatred for uh, non non enders. Um, why don't you Why don't you tell us, MCP? Why we're so excited tonight? Uh, we finally got approved uh, on iTunes. That's Woo-hoo! right. Episode two thirty. Yeah, where's the? Yeah, let's 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 see those oh, sounders right. work. Yeah, no. yeah, no, that's not fixed yet. <laughs> oh, that is not fixed yet. Why would that be fixed? <laughs> yeah, why? why is it not fixed? I got that one. There we go. That worked. Just loop it through the entire episode. They just can't stop clapping. That's how excited they are. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. MCP. MCP. <laughs> Instead of chanting MVP, they'll be going, MCP. MCP. <laughs> oh, you're on the free throw. Okay, you guys can stop now. Okay, we we'll get it. I, I, just hope, I just hope that this whole iTunes thing isn't like, like s- three years too late. You know what I mean? Like... Why? I I just don't feel like I hear a whole about a whole a whole much about iTunes these days. Really, I I, I just bought the Matrix for five dollars in HD on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It just seems like everybody I talk to, they you know, if they listen to podcasts, they download it directly from people's websites or mm-hmm. or SoundCloud. Which yeah, we're but you on. live out in the boonies and barely talk to anybody. So. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Fair enough. Yeah. When he, it's his neighbor. What's his neighbor's name again? Uh, Wilson. Yeah, your buddy Wilson. <laughs> no, Clancy is the name. Clancy, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was making a uh, home Two improvement time. reference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't date yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how hip he is. That, uh, <laughs> these kids don't use iTunes anymore. I hardly hear anybody talking about. Ain't that right, Clancy? While he's sitting there in his overalls and barefoot, drinking moonshine. He's like, what the hell is iTunes? He he actually uses iTunes, so. Well, see, there you go. And then while he's, he's got on an iTunes, iPhone, tell he's him to subscribe to the Bad Boys podcast, which where we randomly rant on all things movies, episode 235. We're currently on. Happy Veterans Day for all the veterans out there. Anyone veterans that listen? Mark J. Mark Higley, thank you, sir, for your service. I'm sure you guys know, you guys in your life have met uh, uh, veterans um, oh, yeah. of all sorts. So, you know, it's, uh, today's a special day, so. Uh, um, you know, we wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for them. So on the sacrifice, and I know Higley, our boy, while well, he yeah he works. Hopefully, we entertain him by you know jibber jabbering, fool. Um, well, especially so, where we're from, North County, there, Oceanside, Camp Pendleton. Absolutely, uh, the service is a huge part of Oceanside, and uh, there's obviously a lot of servicemen down there, and they deserve uh, way more than just one day. Well, just this week, uh, early in the, uh, last week when I was working, I, I, met it, I ran this guy who uh, had a picture of a ship going down. Um, he was on it, and um, 
And mind you, I was there just to fix like his uh, remote or TV, whatever. And uh, he told me he had a picture of this of uh, this boat and uh, and uh, like this uh, like China, like the Chinese they or North Korea whatever they were they they had three um, uh, submarine they fired missiles at three missiles at it or torpedoes whatever that's how you know educated I am about fucking you know the shit but uh, they shot the fucking ship down right and the dude jumped off and um, everything's on fire just debris falling over the place his arms like half burnt off with like his skin was peeling off and uh, he survived and um, uh, and then he, and then the boat, God, I had, I had remembered this all before. Now I, I was like an idiot. Um, but they all have like different names, the ships and everything and numbers. Um, two other survivors from that same ship went on to another, uh, ship with the same name, different numbers. And then, um, Ellen, uh, the Eleanor Roosevelt, she was on that boat and, um, she had invited him to dinner. It was just cool. Listen to the story. I mean, he was like, he couldn't hear from the one ear, you know, cause it, it was blown out. Um, but just thinking like, man, if I ever have a bad day, I'm like, I can't even imagine what this guy went through, you know? I mean, here he is, the ship's coming down, there's all the smoke, because they had all these, like, um, planes, they were all ready, they were armed with, like, missiles and everything ready to do an attack. Um, but once the ship got attacked, all that shit started blowing up, so there's all the smoke and the ship's going down, it's a really cool picture. Um, um, not a cool picture, but you know what I mean? It's just a piece of history, and he remember vividly, man, I mean, he was just... Talking about it, I'm just like, man, and I hear him just to fix a remote. And um, after I fixed it, he, like, just the fact that he can turn the power off and made it, he just looked over and gave me this kind of like this smile, like, like, you know, that, like, that just made his day. You know, like, he turned his TV off, and I'm like, but I'm like thinking, dude, the, what you fucking went through, man. I'm, I'm here, I am just complaining that I have to go from Vista to Carlsbad or something, like, the shit you went through, you know? I was just, uh, like, what, I just made me, like, happen that he, he just, that, that little thing like that made him happy, you know? So, um, it's the little things in life. Yeah, seriously. Cause I gave that smile. I just told him, I'm like, man, that guy, I don't know. He just like, uh, no, warm my heart when he smiled. Like, I don't know what it was. It was just this weird thing. So, uh, it's just kind of fitting now that, you know, it's Veterans Day. So I'm still with that dude, you know, he was, he was a, he was a dead, he was like a, how he decorated. He had like a Navy, uh, he had a Navy hat with all these pins and stuff. And, uh, um, I wish I remember your name, dude. Oh, I'm bad. I, uh, here's, two, I'm going to drink to you. So, but my name is Fonzo, aka Mike Larry, the Bad With Podcast. Joining me as always, Harley, aka Marcus Burnett, the racist one. <laughs> <laughs> our computer hurt, our computer nerd, the world wears a black hat. The MCP, aka Tony. There it is. Black re- referencing the, the Michael Mann movie I was talking to Harley about. Yeah. What do you think about that, Harley? You excited? Yeah, I mean, I'm always. Um... I'm always excited about Michael Mann films. You know, it's one of those things. He's he was one of the first people, who, if not the first guy, to jump on board the digital high def. And uh, although you had a lot of naysayers, a lot he of people, did. and even he did, especially because he made Public Enemies, which was a time. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, he did it with Miami Vice, and um, <clears throat> and uh, he makes it work for the most part. Um, I think. I think he, I would argue he might have lost sort of his uh, edge, um, maybe in throughout the nineties. Or you know, I mean, I think Heat was obviously his his. Uh, oh, Tony, you don't have a boo. <laughs> was his peak, uh, but he makes solid films, and he's he has consistently made solid films and not disappointed. And so, um, yeah, I'm always excited when when yeah. a Michael Mann film comes out. So, and this one looks cool. You got Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. It's like a techno thriller, mm-hmm. hackers and shit. So, um, 
Works for me. Just want to know if he drinks Joe Cola. I just got to know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, still, it's a drink of the elite hacker. If he doesn't there drink it, go. I am believing him. Hack the planet. A real best. <laughs> MGP, are you a fan of Michael Mann movies? I'll have to look up his... Uh... There you go. Filmography. Do you like uh, Miami Vice? Did you enjoy it? I don't it? remember it. Do I remember, remember, remember I, Collateral? Uh, I did like Collateral. Yeah. And you like Heat? I definitely like Heat. You're goddamn right you do. You're goddamn right you <laughs> like Heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's see. the best cops and robbers movie of all time. Absolutely. Might get killed. Walking your doggy. I'm telling you, I, I was, I'll tell the, tell the listeners I was telling Fonzo before the podcast, I, we watched uh, Batman together as a family, me and uh, Mazzy and Anna and Perfect. Chris. Say, what are your weekends, sir? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, good. <laughs> and um, uh, it was the only extra we saw. <laughs> so um, so Mazzy had been talking about it because she's got the little drops of the Joker and she's been quoting the Joker even though she's never seen the movie. And She's old enough now where she can sit through it. And We started a little early, I think like seven or something like that because it's a two-hour movie, you know. And and not Chris too scary, had not too violent, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's you know, I mean, there's a lot of shit that she's seen that's worse. So, oh, really? Uh, like what? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, a little this, a little that. And shit, I'm I mean, Holocaust of human yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, human center. <laughs> no, 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 none of that shit. But, oh. um, you know, a lot of the uh, like teen dramas, you know, like the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the the fucking Twilight franchise. You know, it's like there's people getting beheaded and shit just because there's no blood. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the the children don't know what's implied. Now, you did know you know mean? this going going into watching that movie? What movie? That Twilight movie that that was happening. No, not for the most part. See, that's your mistake, sir. You should have uh, consulted with our Twilight I... expert who has read all the books. Yes, and MCP yes, would have acknowledged you. He would have informed you and told you. Says, hey. Yeah. And not be safe, but it's your kids, so you know you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, hold on, I think, I think somebody's knocking on the door. Oh, you're about to get beheaded. Oh, don't worry, it's just CPS. There, uh, <laughs> so, um, so we sat down and watched Batman, and uh, I just, I, you know what, I realized besides the kids lo- really enjoyed it. That's I realized I can quote that movie better than any movie. Bad Boys, Terminator Two, like. There's very few lines in that or movie. Or the T2. I fuck up. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've seen that, it more that is times. Your most. Hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's by far the most seen movie for me. I've seen mm-hmm. that movie more than than any other film out there. Okay. Um, and it's just so much fun. It's 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 certainly in my top two or three favorite movies of all time. Could and, you pa- could you pass a. Uh... Uh, ten minute, uh, not ten minute, ten question quiz. Like if I were to say uh, two words, could you finish it? Probably. Fifteen. I I don't know. I mean, I I, I just know that movie. You know, it's. I'm just asking because if you did, I will I would reward you by you doing whatever you want. You can eat. You can burp. You can do whatever you wanted <laughs> for one whole episode. I wouldn't eat. say a goddamn thing. <laughs> it would be your night. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It'd be like you taking over the the radio station. Do whatever you want. No, because then everybody would be pissed off. Because I'd be a, I'd do a terrible job and I'd I'd do the podcast a disservice. So. MCP would would people be pissed off? Not any more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. See, like oh, it's Harley being Harley, <laughs> right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, no, that would just be a fun game. Like I think that would be fun. Be, randomly, uh, Tony goes on the trivia or on the quotes and just drops one, and it's like, uh, "Are you ready to play? Guess that line, Harley." Yeah. You know what? Let's do. Let's do one line a week. Okay. We'll Can do you do one. the MCP? Um, we'll make it easy. What? Wait. What do you want me to? You want me to read the lines? Yes. So go on IMDb. Because if you read it, you won't. If I read it, I'm going to try to read like the movie, and I'll mess it up. <laughs> read the right, all professional. Because he won't. You know. You won't know if you if you remember the line too well. You'll I just read it normal. Shit. Alright. Uh, so we'll do that right after the box, right after the top five. What do you think about okay. that? Okay, that works. That'll work. What should we name that game? Name that line. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> See, there. You, fuck, you already did it. See that? <laughs> that was just the. That was that wasn't the. No, one. but you didn't say it. He goes, "Who are you?" His yeah. like voice just, cracks like yeah. a pre- what are you? He says, "Yeah, he says, what are you? You want a piece? You want a cut of this or not? Now, shut." <laughs> Up. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I just say this is a bad, bad. I just say, <laughs> hey, there ain't no bad. All right. You know, like, you know what was awesome was where that's like the opening scene, right? Mm-hmm. And on as as he grabs it, as he grabs the guy, mm-hmm. and the guy says, and I don't know if maybe Anna's never seen the movie from beginning then. I know she's seen all the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Yeah. And he goes, "Don't kill me, man." And Anna goes, oh, "Batman doesn't kill anybody." And I was like, just wait. Just watch the movie, Anna. <laughs> so it was it was cool that Anna knew the trivia of Batman. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think he does. Well, I mean, and certainly, you know, the Joker. Oh, and then, the, yeah, and this one, yeah. yeah Tim so, Burton, yeah. That's true. But, uh, you know, he tries to save the Joker at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Spoiler alert. Hey, you know. Jesus. Oh really? Nice. Yes. I forget I'm trying to remember why. I hope you were I hope you weren't talking to your wife. No, of course okay. not. I'd get, I'd get <laughs> but I was rappelling up to a building. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> This is a pretty good um trivia quiz for Batman. Because there's so many trivias. There's so many How many bullets does Joker use when he kills Carl Grissom? Ooh. Oh. I'm thinking five or six. Ooh, that's a good Choose question. one. What's that? Choose, Choose one. one. <laughs> He's playing the scene in his head. <laughs> yeah. There's he, two shots that, that are like really close together. I mean, I just watched this two, two, two nights ago. I'm gonna say six. Uh, he's, he's got a sounder for you. Hold on. Submit my answers. Oh fucker! I have to answer all of them first. Uh, it's not giving me the answer. <laughs> 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 Who killed Bruce Wayne's parents in the 19th? Okay, I could probably answer some of these. What yeah. streets are near the alley where Bruce's parents were killed? I don't know. Metropolis and Gotham, Pearl and Phillips, Millionaire and Fifth, or Spruce and Orphan? No idea. It's a spruce orphan. That's fucked up. I'm gonna I'll say, I'll say spruce though. I don't know. No. Okay. So go over it again. What streets are near yeah, yeah, the alley yeah. where question. Bruce's Metropolis and Gotham, Pearl and Phillips, Millionaire it's and Pearl. Fifth? It's Pearl and Phillips. All right. 
Who did the instrumental music? Danny Elfman. Yeah. Where does Jack Napier become the Joker? Axis Chemicals. Yes, exactly. Bam. Uh, who is Joker's number one guy? Bob. Bob. God. Who plays Vicky Vale? Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. What color are the cars used by Joker's henchmen? Purple green. and green. Yeah, purple and green. Green. What is Vicky Vale's apartment number? Oh. Fifteen. Uh, I have no idea. But I know it's got lots of space. <laughs> <laughs> The options are 22, 9, 1, or there is no number. There is no number. I'm going to go with there is no number. All right. Why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? What is Joker talking about? Oh, why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? The Batwing. The answers are Batmobile, Batcave, Batboat, or Batplane. That plane. That plane. All right, let's see. That should be the bat wing. He stole my balloons. <laughs> oh, we got everything right except no. Vicky Vale's apartment number. There was a number. Correct answer was nine. Nine. Hmm, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Yeah. Yeah. So no, six bullets. You got to give it to us. There was six. I, had, I got the six right. Right on. Yep. You got nice, the six. Charlie. Nice work. There you go. Probably can take the night off now. <laughs> very cool. Well, that was cool. That was cool. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, I'll pull some more up next time. Nice. Yeah, one every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah do, week. It, do other we gotta, movies we gotta, that we, gotta we gotta know do one. so well. Yeah, we got to do one. Uh, we got to do one for Tony for uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. No oh, shit. Hey, nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it. I go. I go study. <laughs> uh, FCP, how's your weekend, sir? Uh, good question. I forgot to think about what I did this weekend. Um, <laughs> I did something. Friday, my brother had a football game. And, homecoming, uh, right? Huh? Homecoming or something? That was the previous weekend. Oh. This weekend it was um, just his last game. His last uh, season game. Uh-huh. How'd they do? Uh, uh, they actually won. They did really well. You know. Had a couple nice. interceptions. No, one interception. Um, oh, they had shit. A, quite a few sacks. Uh, uh, Fun. 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 I don't think he was involved in either of those. But, uh. Oh, I thought you said he did all those. Yeah, no, no, no. The team. The, the team did. The team oh, did. Oh, well. I thought you said he did all that. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's not important. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the highlight of the week because. Over the weekend, I think we just worked. Lane has worked, a, Lane, worked Lane has weekend. a paper to write every week, and yeah. I've got tons of work to do. So, it's your workaholics um, over there in that household. Yeah. Yeah, Is your I cat still that... alive? Like, are you guys taking care of that cat when you're all working? <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to I, check I, on that cat. Leanne, cover your ears. I smell. Please I smell shit. Please so I know the cat's say. alive. Okay. <laughs> all right, Leanne. Okay, you're good. <laughs> no, you, hear, you mentioned cats, Leanne. Here's perk up, and she's like, hey. She damn near kill that cat. She would have been like, I'd have taken care of. She would have driven here every day just to feed the damn cat. Yeah, she can take it off my hands. Oh, certainly. <laughs> you Well, that's just going to add to her. You know that movie Batman Returns? Remember Michelle Pfeiffer's apartment? <laughs> Remember how many cats she had? Right. That's like lots Leanne. of space too. That's Leanne's place. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't have that many cats. <laughs> oh man. 
You know what's funny? She just texted me. She went to a, like a Q&A of fucking Bad Milo. How do you like that? With Ken no! Ryan. Yes! Because of us or just on her own? I don't, I don't know. I don't have to, I told her to post on the site. Um, That's awesome. That yeah, and uh, she said he, Camino was hilarious and she enjoyed the movie. So, as well as you should because it's fucking Bad Milo and it's fucking, it's fucking funny. So, how cool is that? I was like, yeah, that fucking Q&A from Bad Milo? That's awesome. That's brilliant. <laughs> Wow. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, what could you, what, I would love to hear the questions, like, what, just, you know. <laughs> and I'm hardly like, how did it physically go back up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, yeah. <laughs> questions you don't ask. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see, let's see, where is it? Would the time change that to fuck anybody up? Nah, it just yep. gave me more time to work. <laughs> Why would not surprise with uh, that answer? You know, so I'll, I'll explain why it fucks why it fucks me up, because we live higher, we live farther north in the hemisphere, so it gets darker sooner for us. We get a we get a big disparity between time differences from the middle of the summer to the middle of the winter time. So like, and then when you add the time change to it, it gets dark here like at four thirty. Damn. Whoa. And then in the dead of summer, That's after terrible. the time change, it's there's sunlight at, at like nine thirty. I shit you not. It'll be like ten o'clock, and you can still like go outside and see some light on the horizon. So, and right now is basically coming. I think December is actually the shortest, and it gets dark like at four twenty. It's like we're fucking. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. So yes, the fucking time change fucks me up. Sorry, you asked. Fair enough. You asked. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my weekend, I, I didn't do much. Um, her, uh, t- crew didn't have school today and uh, yesterday. Yeah. That's kind of weird having everyone home. But uh, I was able to take him to see Big Hero 6 on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And that MCP rolled by, new, and he, he rolled up too. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, Broncos were struggling against the Raiders early in the first half. I was like, what the hell am I watching? This is ridiculous. That's some bull crap. But then, you know, they beat him 42 to 10, or 42 to 17 or something like that. So it turned out all right. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I watched a lot of shit. I watched a movie called Stretch. You know, the new Joe Carnahan movie, the guy that directed, uh, The Gray and 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's on Netflix already, yo. Can you believe it? Really? Yeah. I was scrolling through the Netflix as you do on a, you know, random, uh, the, you know, you just randomly go, go, what is this? Like, oh shit. You know, and I watched it. Um, the babies were asleep in the car. I'm like, uh, I put a Wi-Fi extender in my house, so I can reach outside better now. Nice. So I got, yeah. So now, uh, so I got a good Wi-Fi. I'm like, you know what? They're sleeping. They're asleep for a long time. So I'm like, all right, let me pop this bad boy and start watching it. Got hooked because got Patrick. I'll, I'll reveal it in a little bit here. Um, unless, unless you guys, uh, what? Did you guys see any of the extras? I know. I didn't see anything. I caught um, well, Big Hero Six with you and crew, mm-hmm. um, and then I saw Automata or Aromata or whatever the fuck that's called. Oh, Antonio Banderas with Antonio Banderas, yeah, yeah, that's on Netflix. Um, that one is actually on Xbox Video for free. It was like a what? weekend special. No way. Yeah. Check that shit out. It was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, I was like logged in Xbox. We're actually gonna watch Braveheart. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. It says it's free. I'm going to watch it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I saw I saw this. Uh... You saw it? No, no, no. I didn't see it, but I saw. And I didn't even. See I didn't see it, but I saw it. I saw the uh, cover, and I That's read the, the synopsis. It's like a sci. It's like a sci-fi film. Good job. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, why don't you why don't you review that bit for us? Well, I didn't see it. I'm you must be talking to me. I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious what he. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Yeah, I'm curious what he had to say. Um, yeah, so um, I've uh, let's see, let's see, where are we going to start? The synopsis. It says, I hate his saying his name, Jack Vaken. Whoa, whoa, I love that name. Say Jack Vaken. Vaken is an he's an insurance agent of a, a, a robotics corporation. And he invest, investigates cases of robots violating their primary protocols, um, which are never harm a human and never modify yourself, never modify another robot. Hmm. And uh, and then he just you know he starts finding things out and uh, what the year of the robot with Big Hero Six is out right? and then Chappie and then Chappie too yeah 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 what is going on mm-hmm. um. But um, let's see. Yeah, uh, I I don't. I, okay, uh, right off the bat, I didn't <laughs> didn't really like Antonio Banderas as like the lead. Um, it just how you say. Uh, yeah, he just wasn't selling it for me. It was like there's no way he's an insurance agent. He's gonna he's gonna flip on a car, pull out some guns. You know, he's, <laughs> he's just like he's <laughs> gonna be desperado. Any he moment. a doctor in that one creepy movie? Remember. Um, oh, what creepy movie? The with something with the skin. Remember? remember? Yeah, oh, the oh, skin. Yeah yeah, 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 that's right. I remember what you're talking about. Um, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember? Uh, no, like I don't. A, it was a foreign film too. Why would they be that bitch? Remember Tony? Um, yeah, yeah right no, I remember the movie, but I don't remember sucks. him. Which oh. just oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, if it was him, it's credit to him that he acted the the role. That I didn't even think about it. But in this one, I'm just I'm just waiting for him to kick some ass. Um, <laughs> the skin yeah. I live in. Skin That's live it. In. Yeah. He plays a plastic surgeon. Right, 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 right. Yes. Um. So yeah, so he's just an insurance guy, and he's going around trying to save the company money. You know, the the people get robot. Everybody has like well, okay. The premise is that um, uh, obviously it's in the future, and they develop robots. To no, nah, I fucking forgot. It doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> wow, man, that's how good it is. He's selling yeah, this good. movie. I'm right, you right. I'm, I'm looking. No, um, the only part that I that I was like that I actually liked of the movie was that the uh, the robots in it they had this this charm to them. They looked kind of kind of the the, the so, so there's the robots that are just robotic. They help out humans. You know they do what humans say. Wait, let but, me write this down. There's robots that are robotic. But then there's a right? there's a robots the robots that <laughs> the seem robot kind of human that have like human mannerisms. Oh, okay. And so those are are the ones that stand out, and so can they're kind of cool. Them? Huh? Can you tell them apart from humans? You can kind of tell them apart. Yeah. So like uh, some of the robots that he's chasing down, they kind of all the other robots are just walking along, you know, doing their thing. Um, and then one of them kind of stops and kind of slowly looks back at him. Like shit, I'm being followed, you know. And it was kind of creepy to see, you know. It's like, oh shit, that's one of those modified ones, um, which is what he's trying. Processor? What's that? Does he have a neural net processor? Oh, I'm sure he's got a couple. Um, 
but that, it starts off with this one cop who goes right up to uh like up, up to this robot that's just sitting there on the ground he almost looks like a homeless guy trying to repair himself and he's like he's repairing himself so he just takes out his gun and blasts him right in the head oh shit I mean, it's a robot, but you're going, oh, damn. They, like, there's that empathy pull, you know, towards a robot because he's doing something very human, like trying to repair himself. But there's no law against, like, shooting that robot? Like, uh... No, the law is to shoot them because the okay. law is saying that the robots are not allowed to fix themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so you're trying to find out, the whole movie is trying to find out why the fuck is that robot trying to fix himself? What's mm-hmm. the source? Blah, blah, blah. Um, they call them clockmakers. Um, the ones who like modify the robots. And so Antonio Banderas is trying to chase this, the guy down because he's got his wife. She's pregnant. He's just trying to, you know, he's, he's trying to take care of her. And his boss is like, well, you know, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you move away so that you can take care of your wife. If you just find, find out who, find out who to blame for this shit, you know, for this robot that got shot in the head because it was repairing itself. Um, and that's kind of what we're following. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, like I said, I don't really buy him as an insurance guy. Um, I kind of have to, you know, kind of ignore it, just put it out of my head in order to follow. The film. <laughs> is he? Uh, is it a foreign film? Is it spoken in Spanish? Uh, no, it's not spoken. It's spoken in English. He's definitely got a oh. thick accent. Okay. Well, yeah, but um, but it's it's English speaking. It's English speaking for sure. Okay. And there's no subtitles, is it? Yeah. Right. Uh, essentially, yeah. Right. Right. Um. But it does get, I mean, it does get kind of cool with the robots. I mean, I just like robots, so it's hard for me not to like it. Yeah. Um, his wife is in it, or his ex-wife. I don't know if maybe this movie has caused them to, to you know, to have their divorce um, mm. earlier this uh, year. Mm. Uh, oh, they, they divorced? divorced just recently? Yeah, in June of this year. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the movie came out this year. Wait, robots can get married now? <laughs> I'm confused here. What are we talking about? Yeah. Gays can't get married, but robots, but robots sure can. What the, can? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Yeah, Melanie Griffith. She plays um, one of the doctors. That's kind of uh, kind of like on the, the side of the this robots. This is a movie that did him in with robots, not the one where he's fucking Selma Hayek. This oh, one did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, but she wasn't that great. Um, it's kind of yeah. distracting to see her in there because yeah. Her delivery yeah. could have just been a robot in itself, in and of itself. Actually, it was played. It was played by a robot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the IMDb. IMDb's front page says voice. she's a robot. Oh, there you go. A forty, yeah, and a robot. Oh, she does the voice. Oh, she does. Yeah, she she's the doctor, and then she's also the voice of one of the robots. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Wait, is she older than he is? Probably. Yeah, Probably. she's three years older than Antonio Banderas is. Wow. Sorry. I was, just, I was just thinking, like, I don't think she's that good of an actress. I think she just got kind of got by on her looks in the 90s. And yeah, then I realized, um, that bitch is like 60 years old almost. <laughs> you know who's 52? Demi Moore. Oh, why'd you have to bring it up? That's Sorry. not bad. Uh, um, yeah, long story short, um, for this movie, I, yeah, so robots doing robotic stuff. If you're into robots, <laughs> I think it would be cool, and it's a it's worth a dollar. But um, I think for the general public, it's it's a waste of time. Like it, it's not, there's not nothing really redeeming about it. Um, yeah, I, I would only recommend it if you like robots. You um, need District Nine robot action? Uh, not quite to that degree. I robot action? 
Uh, no, those are a lot more fluid. These these guys are a lot more clunky. Uh, so we don't yeah. see no robots doing getting some robot shit. <laughs> Not really. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, they get more, they get their I want to see a, sma- a mashup video of like Boys in the Hood or Mess Society with robots. Like they're doing a drive-by and a lowrider and it's robots <laughs> instead of the game members. So it's like, cool. okay, let's see. Replace every movie with robots. That's fine. That's a project. Except for Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> you work on that mashup. Yep. So this one, no. Yeah, but I mean, I like robots, so for me, I'd give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Like I said, unless you're really into them, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. Harley, you into robots? Well, I, I fancy I, I fancy myself a fan of sci-fi and robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, iRobot, I'm a huge fan of, and it kind of yeah. sounds kind of iRobot-y. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'd be interested in seeing it. I know. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, there you go. All right. So, you, and Harley, you said you didn't see anything, right? No, nothing else. Okay. Yeah. Start, All right. start, start reviewing. Well, we just, yeah, so we saw Big Hero 6 on Sunday. It's the new uh, Disney animated film. But, the, but it's the first based off a Marvel property. So that oh, was cool to see. Yeah, um, A special bond that develops between plus-size inflatable robot Baymax and Prodigy Hero. And Prodigy Hero Hamada who team up with a group of friends to form a band of high-tech heroes. Now, if that doesn't have fucking Tony's name written all over it, <laughs> I don't know what does. Right. So another movie with robots. Tony loves robots. Take it away, sir. He's an inflatable robot. <laughs> I think that's like the, the that was a really smart move. I don't know if it came from the comic or from the filmmakers, but I mean that that sealed that character. It just made that character so much more charming. Uh-huh. Um, Baymax being all huggable and yeah, lovable. Probably as as, ton- as crew say, puffy. He's puffy. <laughs> yes. puff yeah, puff. big puff. Um, yeah, you know what's what's surprising for me is that a. Uh, I thought the movie because in the trailer you know mm-hmm. that this kid you know he's he he's got this robot that belongs to his older brother and you kind of get the idea from the trailer that his brother isn't in the picture. So when the movie started off and his brother's there and they you know you're meeting the brother and you're seeing you're like oh shit this is kind it was kind of cool it was really refreshing to 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 meet the brother to get his character you know because it's a big deal you know mm-hmm. he he put his life into creating this robot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to see. That they that they fleshed out that character, even though it wasn't uh, a character, was, you know, the, the main character of the film. Right. Um, so we follow him. He's got his little brother, um, the, the little kid hero. He's uh, he 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 likes robots. He's <laughs> and, all about uh, the underground robot. Fighting. But he's all about the fighting. Yeah, and he's <laughs> got this little dinky little robot who looks like a you know gets it looks like a doll. You know, get its ass handed to him. He he's a hustler, and uh, he goes against that Russian mob guy looking guy with a robot fighter. And whoops his ass. Mm-hmm. And then uh Russian guy ain't ha- having none of that. He's about uh, to whoop his little hero's ass when his brother comes in and <laughs> saves him on a moped. I'm like, all right, two wheels. Yeah, go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> telling you, tell you, man. Tony's name ran all over. Yeah, no, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah. uh, and you just, and from that point on, you, you know, you're introduced to, yeah, they like their tech. And uh, his older brother's like, all right, I'll take you to the next. Uh, oh, yeah, he gets thrown in jail. I'm like, all right, that's that's real. You know, they yeah. throw him in jail. They get they get busted. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get busted. It was great. They got, they got caught. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they couldn't get away. Um, But then little kids still like out there. He's like, want some more. I'm going I'm to fight everybody. He's a hustler. He's making tons of money off of it. So why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, his robot wins. He's got like a little like a he's like a shape of a star. 
Right, right. Little robot, and but it's all modular, and it falls apart and puts itself back together, type thing. Yes. it's he's, cool. It's really cool. It's badass, yeah. It's so he's idea. really smart. The kid's super smart, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Both like him and his brother. His brother too. Yeah, he's going to like some, you know, call, like MIT or something, right? Where he's like, right, uh, the MIT it, of the Francis Tokyo place, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Thank you. That's where it takes place. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so the older brother takes his little brother. He's like, you know what? I'll take you to the next, you know, the next. Uh, if robot I can't fight. stop you, I mean, at least yeah, I'm gonna take you there. Yeah. But he's like, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna make a little, you know, pit stop along the way. Takes him to his MIT of San Francisco. So, mm-hmm. so, so, whatever. San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. One of these days. I'll get <laughs> Come on, it. you gotta say. You gotta say it right. <laughs> <laughs> and kid you, falls like, in love. The first thirty minutes of the movie, I kept saying in my head, Francisco. I know. The more you said it, the less I could say it. <laughs> That's great. Oh, God. Cause I, can't, I can't mess it up. So, yeah. <laughs> you know me with some words. I can't even pronounce them. Right. So I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to nail this word. Um, yeah, we just yeah. got to get Harley to watch it so he can say it. He can take exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he takes, he takes him to his nerd school. Nerd uh, school. And the kid it. falls in love. You know, he's like, okay, I got to I got to go to the school because it's amazing. You know, these, you meet all these, uh, all the, all the students there, all the friends of uh, the older brother and they're all, you know, they got, they got their niche. Um, with tech, you know the the, the lasers, cut plasma cutters, and the the that magnetic levi- levitating bike wheels. It's cool. Like, there's lots of shit. You know, it's really really neat. Kid falls in love, um, and then uh, gets convinced to you know apply, and and uh, he develops his his tech to get in there. Um, without getting spoiling and getting to you know going through every plot detail, um, pretty much every moment of the film is is fun. Um, yeah, you know, and it ranges from the you know the chase scenes to the fight scenes to the to the tech itself like watching him show off his tech at the at the at the tech school mm-hmm. I mean all of that was fun was yeah cool. well the thing is too that I really enjoyed is like it's not a fucking fairy tale movie again it's like I'll, I've always wanted to see an animated movie where they take place in like current time you know whether it's a mashup of two cities or whatever mm. but I want to see kids you know like today with technology stuff like this you know we mm. always see a fairy tale we always see this and that it's like. There's no horse to be seen. There's no fucking armor. Nothing. Like, it's like cool armor. It's got like this Japanese like anime aesthetic, and uh, and Baymax is so goddamn funny. It's it's like I get this cool like Johnny Five feel, you know? Yes. Like, yes. Even I like I even get moments of T two with like John Connor and talking to Arnold and teaching him stuff. I oh. see them with the but la 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 la. Oh god! When you watch that, <laughs> you'll so get great. you'll get it, Harley. It's fucking mm. great. Um, it's like um, I cannot run fast, or you know, he's like uh, punch the wall, yes. kick the wall. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, all of that stuff that I was talking about is before we even meet Baymax. I mean, we yeah. well, we meet him a little bit. We get a glimpse of him, but it's like it's not the full-on character. Um, and then the real fun kicks in. Yeah, because yeah, his brother created him. And, right. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, but it's a fucking blast, dude. I mean, you're hardly your kids going to love it. I mean, there's some there's girls in it, too, you know what I mean? But it's like it's a cool, like, since we're not going to get an Incredibles 2 anytime soon, this filled my void, you know? Right. Oh. Yeah. Is it, is it, does it got a lot of action in it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. We get okay. a cool feeling. Like, have you ever like felt like you're a kid and you want to have a, a giant robot? You want to just fly around? Fuck yeah! There you go. You have it in this one, you know. And it's it's and it's really cool. It's a really cool scene and um, just interaction between them two. It just fucking works, man. The bad guy looks cool with the little microbots and uh, me, me and crew been quoting like crew like set through the whole movie. Like, usually like you know, I've talked about it before with other movies like yeah. the Crudes and other stuff where you just kind of get fidgety. He wants to leave, mm-hmm. but this one he sat there and watched the whole time and he was right. getting into it when they're being chased and just the, 
and um, Baymax just, I mean, I don't know about you, but me and Tony were laughing our asses off, man. We <laughs> I, I kept looking over to Tony. He, he just laughed after every joke. I mean, it just, it was just, it just had him. I was like, I, I oh, just, yeah. like, I it had me, it. it had me. At one point, <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off, and I look to my right, and I swear the, the adults sitting a couple seats next to me were just yeah. kind of like giving me the stink eye, like, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with Yeah, because I noticed, like, the, the, well, the woman in front of us with her kid, she was laughing her ass off, too. Uh huh. She was totally into it. I just think they had to stick up their butt or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Them, yeah. And a scale of 1 to 10, where, how much does it hurt? Um, <laughs> you know? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is, <laughs> yeah, he's just, just he's like a medical it. robot. That's the, the only thing they don't explain in the trailers, you know? He's oh, there right. to, Maybe they do, kind of. But, uh, his whole purpose is the, is the you know. Yeah, so, so that's how they kind of team up, is that, uh, the, you know, the, the, the robot is supposed to be a um, uh, kind of like a automated nurse, and he's like he reacts with anybody, anybody's you know voices pain or some kind of that they need help. When you say "ow," he, <laughs> yeah, when you say "ow," he'll activate, and then he'll stick around until you say "I'm satisfied with your service." That's right. And so, little hero, he just never tells him to go away. He never says he's satisfied because you know he's got he, he wants he wants to use him. You know he needs the help. The and first so time we wanted him to go away. And first time, put, oh yeah, for sure. Remember, you tried to push him oh, back in the little man, box, that, yeah. and he's all squashed and squishing him. Yeah, there's so much um, <laughs> like physical humor. Yes. That it, yeah, it, it it mixes it in. It's good. Yeah, no, it just works. Yeah, it, it, he, he's just so cool, and like I said, and then um, and then um, Stan Lee's cameo was awesome. The, oh the, yeah. That oh, good. interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, an animated it, form. The I voice was going to say, is it his first animated cameo? I, I think so. I, I mean, it might be. Yeah, he looks cool. Voice acting is cool, you know. We got Scott Adsit from 30 Rock. He plays Baymax. Um, Ryan Potter, I've never seen him before. He played Hero. We got TJ Miller. You can recognize his voice from a mile away. If you, if you watch How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2, you'll recognize oh, him. He's sure. in Silicon Valley. Jamie Chung. David Wayans Jr. Genesis Rodriguez and James Cromwell. They fill out the cast. Alan Tudyk. He was, if you remember King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph, he, he's played them. He oh, them. hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you like that? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't because you haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to be at a movie snob <laughs> yeah, and say no. I know. But it was a good try, though. Oh, <laughs> Maya Rudolph plays the, the aunt that's taking care of him. She's, she's super funny. Um, she plays like a modern mom, you know, because the mom in front of us, she kept laughing at all her lines, you know. <laughs> she used to relate to her. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it's got an April 4 I to be. To me, um, I got three boys. When I have this on Blu-ray, this will be on heavy rotation easily, and I won't have a goddamn problem with it. Um, and uh, I know they're going to like it, so I, I, I want to give it a little Slater just because I literally liked it that much, and like it's got so much uh, replayability, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an animated movie, so. That was a fucking movie. MCP. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be with you right there because I had so much fun. I want to go back. Um, yeah, and Lainey saw it today. She did not. Oh, she saw, half, thought... she saw a part of it. She went to the what? theater, and she got all the way up to. Um, um, well, I can't really yeah, say certain, what certain she part, got to, yeah. but it was maybe a quarter into the film. Uh-huh. And the alarm started going off, and apparently there was a fire in the theater, and they had to leave, what? and they got, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. That's I'm weird. like, what? 
Are you talking about a scene in the movie or something? Like, what? Yeah. what's going on? <laughs> well, first of all, I was telling you she made a mistake by going to Edwards. That was her first mistake. Oh, yeah. Safe. <laughs> that sucks. So, did yeah. she get a money refund back and everything? Yeah, they got a... What, what's nice is that they get a refund. Mm-hmm. for. They get a full refund. They went mm-hmm. for a you know, matinee, but they get a, a free ticket to a regular showing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least I get that. Yeah, you gonna go with her when she sees it again? I I hope so. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I'm gonna give a Slater for now, and I'm almost positive I'm gonna give another Slater once I see it again. Yeah. That was a fucking movie. There you go. There you go, Harley. I guess I'm gonna have to make a point to see this one of these days. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Today, me and Amy had a weird occasion. We we had a date while watching the the boys and uh, nice. Take a little advantage, check out a movie, yeah. Um, she, she has, like, you know how we have man crushes on certain actors? But women, mm-hmm. have, women have actual crushes on dudes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, one's Ben Affleck, which we saw gone. Guys that they'll drop you in a heartbeat for. Ex- exactly. Let's, mm. let's, let's call it, let's call it what it is, Tony. Thanks. <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, um, yeah, so her other one is being Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, after watching a couple of movies, we've started to get a little man crush oh, on them I too, get, right? I get, I get gushy, gushy on some Gyllenhaal. You get a boner from Gyllenhaal, say it. Uh, a little, uh, uh, I get a lot of It gets all wet. There you go, wet. Whatever you want, exactly. Whatever, that's it. It's our boy Gyllenhaal, right? Um, and in Nightcrawl, this 2014 movie, when Lou Bloom, a driven man desperate for work, muscles into the world of L.A. crime journalism, he blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own story. Aiding him in, the, in, the, in his effort is Nina, a TV news veteran. Written and directed by Dan Gilroy. Not sure what else he's done, but you guys can look it up. Um, yeah, this uh, this is uh, this has been had a lot of like hype, so I was curious to watch it, check it out. Like I said, Amy has no problem checking out Ben Affleck or Jake in the theater, so it's easy. There's no spaceship, no blue alien, so it's easier to get a theater to watch it, so... Um, yeah, man, he's super creepy. He lost like 60 pounds in it. Um, uh, Amy was saying that she had saw an interview with him or something saying that, uh, he wanted to look like he, you know, the guys that stayed up all night and just, uh, he, he just transformed himself into that role. You know, we can always appreciate that. Right. Yeah. And, um, when his eyes are all sucked in, he just looks super creepy. And, um, yeah, he's just, uh, he's just like in the, when we first when we first see him, he's he's cut up this chain link fence, and you think he's trying to break into something. The security comes in, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm thinking to say, "Yeah, what are you doing?" <laughs> and uh, he's talking to the security guard, and he's like asking security's asking for his ID, and he's like, "Yeah, I just yeah, like that's a nice suit." He's like, "I you know I try going out for that job, whatever." But while he's looking at him, he's looking at his wrist, and he has this nice watch. And then uh, why when he's pulling out his ID, he fucking jumps him. I'm like, "Holy shit, what the hell? What, what's going on here?" Chain Hall jumps him. He's wearing the new watch. Drives away. Goes to his construction site. So he stole all that chain link fence to sell. He also has like manhole covers <laughs> and copper stuff. So okay, this guy, he's not a, he's not, you know, he's a thief, right? Um, but he, but he's so dedicated. He has this weird like knick, knack where like he, um, he's just like so driven. Like he's so driven. Um, he's he's like um, socially awkward. He's like lives by himself. Um, watches random TV shows and just cracks himself up. Just super awkward, right? Um, but the guy, he, he tells him like how good of a hard worker he is and yada, yada, he's going to do this and that. And the, at the very end, the construction manager, after he buys all the stuff from him, he goes, I just don't want to hire a fucking thief. And he kind of smiles at him. He's like, touche, you know, he's just, doesn't take it too hard, but he just looks like, okay, you're right. Um, so 
but he's desperate to find a job. He wants to. He just wants to make it. He's he's just so driven, and he's driving by the freeway. He sees a car accident. Um, he just pulls over, and and then uh, the cops are trying to pull out this woman out of the car. Car's on fire, and then a van pulls up right behind them, right behind his car. And they run out, and it's Bill Paxton and his other, and this other dude that works with him, and he's a camera. They're like TMZ, pretty much. These guys, right? Oh, I got. They go into the crime scene. They film it. He sees that, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta do that, right?" So um, he he starts to get himself a camera, starts to get himself an assistant. He, it's just this homeless dude, not really a homeless guy, but he's like living in the garage. Just, just he can pretty man, manipulate this guy to do whatever he wants for him, you know. So he gets a shitty camera. He meets uh, Nina, who plays Rene Russo, works at this uh, KWLA news station, and they form this relationship where he, he films stuff and sells it to her. Um, and uh, it's kind of competitive because Bill Paxton's always getting there before him, so he's trying to figure out how to, how to get us one step ahead of him with like GPS and cameras. And uh, it just, he uh, starts getting good, gets a really nice camera, gets that badass Challenger SRT he has in the cover or in seeing the trailer so he can get real, so he can get there faster, you know? <laughs> um, and it's just a fucking cool, like, um, uh, it's it reminds me of uh, Drive, how L.A. was filmed that night, you know? It's like a, its oh. own character, you know? Nice. And it's just to see, like, you start, like, all the police codes. He's got a scanner, you know, he's got a GPS. Like, he... he he says he reads a lot of stuff on the internet, you know, because um, uh, when he's talking to Nina, he knows a lot about her from reading stuff on the internet. <laughs> it's just like um, he, he's intense. he's creepy, but he's he's smart. He, like he knows what he wants, right? He but uh, he's just off putting. Like he just doesn't really like how to talk to people. Kind of, I don't know. He's just really awkward, right? Um, but he starts getting good at doing this. And anything further, I would say, would kind of be spoilery. But it's fucking fantastic, man. It's so tense. There's certain scenes where he's got his camera and he's filming and shit happens in like a house and he and he goes he he fucking goes in the house and sees like a, a crime scene and he starts filming it from different angles you know so you can get that better shot so and get more money he's not afraid to like say move a body part to a certain spot to get a cool angle to get a cool shot if you know what I mean right. <laughs> Temp, uh, tamper with crime scenes you know he don't go fuck just to get these these shots right. Um, it's he's fucking really good in it. So if you, Harley, if you, did, you you might you might you might uh, spew all over your pants if when you watch this. Oh shit! You, you, you're you're gonna get pregnant after watching it. <laughs> Immaculate <mean>, conception. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, just a lot of lot of talky talky, Tony. You you'll, you'll probably dig that. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, a, have you ever seen the music video um, called "Time to Dance" by The Shoes? Time to dance by the shoes. I don't think I have. No, he did he direct in, that? He's in that video, and he plays this kind of creepy serial killer kind of dude. Would Jay Gyllenhaal does? Yes. Oh, and, interesting. Um, like Dan that, well, he, they did a good job friends. of making him kind of creepy and enemy. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. But I mean, if you see him in this, he's got mm-hmm. this uh, this intensity to him mm-hmm. um, that makes that that makes me want to see the the, the Nightcrawler. Okay. Well, yeah. then they, they've already formed a relationship together, and then they, they they work well, you know. So they've already. Oops. Oh, hello. My bad. Yes. So they uh, they were they work together. They work well together. So, um, yeah, dude, it's it's really it's it's just like uh intense, man. I mean, you, you're so enthralled by this character, and it's nothing like you've seen. Like a lot of the trailers always say, like such an original movie, you know, something that you've never seen before. Um, uh, it's just a cool take on like uh, um, you know, the shit that happens, and then uh. What he does to get by. I mean, it's just, uh, he should, and he's nuts, you know? Fucking, and it's cool to see Bill Paxton, you know? He's, he's good at playing super greasy too, you know? Being a mm. creep. Um, cause he, he's like, he's already has a van, he has all these cameras, he's already established, you know? 
he makes fun of him like, oh, nice camera, you know, like he's got this shitty like little Sony camera. He's trying to like get started, <laughs> and uh, he's always getting there too late. But yeah, dude, it's it's really good. I mean, it's um, you guys, I I think you guys really enjoy it. Uh, for me, it's a very high buy for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Nice. I'm thinking about making my top ten easily in there for sure. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to start thinking about that. Yeah. And then real quick, I'll, I'll touch on Stretch. Like I said, it's currently on Netflix streaming. And Joe Carnahan had a really hard time um, getting this out in the theaters. I don't even think it had a big push. I know it was on VOD for a while, but I don't know. And it was like shelved for a while, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> the poster is funny. He's on top of a limo. It's all fucked up, and it says shit happens on the front, on the bottom. The tagline is shit, or it says shift. Oh, maybe it says shift. Oh, it does say shift. Oh, man. That sucks. I've been funny for this shit. Um... But from the writer-director of Smoking Aces, like I said, did A-Team, The Grey. Um, a, a hard-luck limo driver struggling to go straight and pay off a debt to his bookie takes on a job with a crazed passenger who sought after the ledger implicates some seriously dangerous criminals. I said, Ray Joe Carnahan, and uh, he's, a, he's a limo driver. Just uh, His chick dumps him right after having sex, and she said it, it would have been easier right after he came to break up with him. And he's like, it, it is it's not. Like, he just gets off his side. It's pretty funny. She meets a football player. And she leaves him, so he's, but he's still he's still strung up on her. And we got uh, we got Jessica Alba as Charlie, who's like his um, dispatcher, so helps him get a job. There's a rival a limo company that's that's uh, doing way better than them because um, they had Ed Helms from The Hangover. Um, uh, his name was Carl. He was like the he was like the, the creme de la creme of limo drivers. He did, he went all out of the way for everything, but all of a sudden he shot himself and uh, 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 one of the and like the very beginning. And while he right after he picked up a couple, he shoots himself in the head. You're like, what the fuck? They all freak out. Um, so he, so uh, Patrick Wilson, he's great. He narrates the whole movie. He's funny. he's good. Like I, I love them in A Team with uh, Joe and with yeah. Joe Carnahan's A Team. I he, and I love them in uh, The Conjuring. So I'm a fan of Patrick Wilson. Yeah, and, uh, he's a good. He's good. I think he's yeah. underrated or or we don't we don't see him enough in like big. Sort of A list Phil Hollywood blockbuster kind of things, yeah. but I think he could be that leading man. Yeah, like I said, he was in the Conjuring that did really well. So, um, yeah. yeah, and Insidious. So he, uh, yeah, he's uh, very charismatic. He, um, he, like I said, narrates, and um, he's he's a former uh, uh, alcoholic, you know, junkie, fucking gambler. Sounds like MCP now that he's mm. cleaned up. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's loosely based off you, Tony. I don't know. You know, you know about this? Might have to see some people. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 one of those crazy like all this shit happens at one night kind of deal. You know, he's, oh. he's on a timer. He he owes some money. He owes like six G's, and um, and his boss is giving him shit that he needs to uh, and he, he needs to work better. And uh, um, we're losing clients to this group called Cossack. When it's got this weird like like weird super blonde cowboy hat wearing guy, you don't ever see him. He's he's like the new guy that it's taking up all the clientele. And and uh, after he's gotten the speech to like you know work better, his fucking first guy is to pick up his fucking David Hasselhoff. It's fucking hilarious. And he's already an hour late, and he's just like, "What you just you just?" And he's like, "You don't have respect for the Hoff? Is that it? You're an hour late?" You know? And he's like, "No, no, it's nothing like that." It's fucking. And then Ray Liotta makes a cameo. He picks him up. I mean, so um, and it's just like, like I said, it's one of those things where like all this shit happens at night, and uh, just more shit happens. And it's crazy, and crazy, and it's a fucking for like a. Like I said, I don't know. Like it's kind of six point six rated R, ninety four minutes. Um, Chris Pine shows up. I remember if you guys remember him in Smoking Aces. He was that crazy fucking one of the bounty hunters. 
one of the three brothers. Oh, Remember that the chainsaws and go crazy I, in the elevator. I haven't seen that movie oh, since. Shit. I saw it once when it like first came out. And I okay. Well, he plays this crazy eccentric like fucking uh, this 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 guy that uh, he has to pick up. Um, and, he, and and the when he picks him up, he comes. He's like uh, he he comes down on a parachute wearing a jock strap. He's got this crazy long beard and hair, and he and he like lands ass first on the windshield, just slides down, and Pedro was like, "What the fuck?" And his ass is just hanging on the windshield. <laughs> Him up and he's so crazy and eccentric and he's doing blow in the back and he offers is this him a rate? money. Is this rated that, R? I oh yeah, oh yeah, that's <laughs> rated R, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a, it's a lot of fucking fun, man. It's cool. Like I said, out of the moment, I just bought, I just rented, you know, I just watched it and uh, and it was fun. I like the relationship between him and Jessica Alba, where she's like telling him what to do and he's like, yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, he's like chatting with some chick, thinking like uh, like like uh, he met offline or whatever. So he's got he's got that the timer. Ed, Ed Helm shows up as a ghost and fucking talking to him, who, who grew a mustache in hell. It's a thin mustache, looks like a fifties actor. He just keeps randomly popping up and giving him shit. It's just fucking random, like just so, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. I like that. I buy it for a dollar. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. So, anything else you guys saw? Nope. Nope. I saw, I saw five movies. I'm good. All right. Cool. Uh, so, what um. What are the the box officers, sir? Give me so kind. Yeah, so um, this this one was especially kind of interesting. Oh, <laughs> it was delayed. Sorry. I was, well, I, you know. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, so there's so many so many interesting movies that I would like to see. I mean, in the top ten, there's one, two, three. four. For five films that I would, I would like to see, and that doesn't count Gone Girl, which I've already seen. So, um, Nightcrawler slipped all the way to number seven. It was last week's number two. Damn, um, was yeah. number two though, huh? Yeah, it was number two last week on huh. its opening week. So nice. I don't remember what number one was last week. Maybe it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, um, number five was Fury. It slipped from number three to number five. Uh, number four is uh, o- Ouija. O- 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 we- <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was the joke for the whole That's fucking it. podcast. No, the brother. That you slept through, anyways. Well, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was last week's number one. So, right. so uh, yeah, it slipped all the way to number four. And then uh, Gone Girl went from number four to number three, which is interesting. The hell? Yeah, Gone Girl's still in the top five. It's made $145 million. So it's been in there for six weeks now. That's got to be his highest grossing movie, right, David Ventures? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's quite possible. Um, but Interstellar came in at number two, and Big Six made number one <clears throat> for the weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a fucking frog in my throat now. Now, here's the interesting thing. Both cost $165 million to make. So they threw $165 million with the animators at an original, non-sequel, you know, animated film, which, now that's not unrare. I mean, we see, you know, the Pixar films, they cost $150 million plus to make. But this is big money for an original concept, essentially. Um and then, of course, I'm not surprised they threw 165 million dollars Interstellar. Um, but Interstellar made 47.5 million, 
and Big Hero 6 made 56.2. And to this date now, um, Interstellar has assumed 54 million um, domestically, but it's made 82 foreign. So it's already made $137 million worldwide. So... um, Nobody saw Interstellar too. Crazy. No. Well, and and uh, I'm it's I got homework and I'm interested in making it the homework. So, but we can talk about that later. So, so anyways, yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good films out right now. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good month. Yeah. It was, but that's November. Yeah. 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 So. So, anyways, there you go. Cool. Right on. So I had the homework this week, and. Um, and uh, I just want to keep this Halloween train rolling, even though it's over. That shit ain't yeah. leaving. It's like it's like it's the snow piercer. That shit going around, 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 around. Shit, just in circles and circles. <laughs> so ninety-three minutes. You know, um, a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. And it's written and directed by Jennifer Kent, who did a little creepy short and at this movie made. And you know, she made it out of thirty-seven thousand. Just under thirty-seven thousand. Dang. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that. The budget to make in the movie. Why don't you look it up and see? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, think about it. Only uh, majority takes place in the house, you know. Well, yeah, but there's some there's some effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just pop-up books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I've talked a lot now. Why don't you? No. no, Wikipedia. Wikipedia has a budget at two and a half million dollars. What did I see that it said that uh, it's 37 G's? Oh, of the film's modest budget, a $30,071 was raised via Kickstarter. Most oh. of the funds raised from Kickstarter were channeled toward the art department. Oh, there you go. So she, it, it fund, raised some funds. But yeah, it cost $2.5 million. Raised some funds, motherfucker. So, MCP, you saw the Baba Duke. I did see the Baba Duke. Duke, Duke. I saw it. In bed, going to sleep last night. Oh boy, I, that's me and Chris that's, watching it the exact same way. That yeah. was would be my guess is the perfect way to watch it. I was the worst way to fucking watch it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Man, I barely made it to sleep. Woke up at four in the morning. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, nope, going, not going back to sleep now. Are you serious? I've been up since four this fucking morning. Are you oh, serious? Jesus Christ! Like, I didn't dream about it. My dreams right, were right. great. I was fucking girls all left and right. Whatever. <laughs> And then, hey, no. that's, neither, that's neither here or there. <laughs> but I then like I wake up, and my mind... Like, just oh, my, my dream was great. I was fucking girls left and right all night long. <laughs> what is but then I pick? wake up, and the first thing I think of is, like, the, the room's all dark. And I'm like... I, I, I had that image from the movie, like, in the... I'm like, no, this... I, oh, fucking A. I can't. There's no way I can go back to sleep. That's funny. That is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, this movie, man, because it starts off. Lady didn't want to watch it with you. Lady, no, she's. We said you cannot watch it. Damn. She's she's got school. She needs to keep her whips wits about her. <laughs> like no. Chris, Chris had a hard time watching it. She really. Uh, it, yeah, it scared her. It worked. Yeah, it, awesome. it's just because it starts off being very like. Uh, it's a slow burn. Psychological. Yeah, it's a slow burn. That's uh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't really get to see much of the creature. That's what I really liked about it too. That no, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's all in all. It's all like there's a little kid. He's he's a little troublemaker, and uh, but yes, he sees. Let's say what it is. He's a little asshole. 
He's yeah, his performance is great. Oh, yeah. Both of their performances are fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Hers mm-hmm. with like no makeup or pale skin yeah, at the yeah, brink yeah. of like trying to go to sleep and just you you just you just oh, feel man, for her. her Even insomnia. if you're a parent, non parent, you just feel for this woman. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patience of a saint. But go ahead, Tony. Well yeah, no, I mean Yeah, their performances are great. Uh he plays this little kid who's um kind of freaking out. <laughs> Uh, to say the least, he he's constantly going on about some kind of monster. I mean, the movie starts off where she, you could see that she was in an accident somehow, and you mm-hmm. kind of get the idea right away that um, good old dad's missing from the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little kid is freaking out about monsters. He's always talking about monsters in bed. He wants to get his mom, um, comes to sleep in her head, bed, and he doesn't let her sleep. You know, she's just losing sleep because this kid just doesn't shut up about the goddamn monster. Um and then a few minutes into the movie, he uh, he picks a book. It's a, his bedtime story. He picks a book, and it's the Babadook book, um, and it freaks her out. What a and great sure title. enough, man, it's just he, fun to it, say, huh? It's a great title. Just fun to <laughs> the say, the Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time just reading a book in a movie kind of got you all creeped out? Yeah, man. No like, kidding, right? Just the book. We were reading the book, and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, the book fucking cool got me. a pop-up book, too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's really cool, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and then shit starts happening, so it gets again and weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, kid starts being weirder and weirder. Although, gotta give the kid props. He makes some cool weapons. He does. Yeah, he does. Cool weapons. Yeah. What about the cool... Cool twist of like how much you hate him, and then like midway through the movie, now you're feeling bad for the kid. Right. Like how cool, like how great a performance of that of this kid. Yeah. Like, you just can't stand this kid. You just well, like, ready to tell him to shut the fuck. And then, and then you're, then you feel for him. You, you know, you want to, you, you, you know, you want to feel, you feel bad for the kid. You're just like, man, like what a one A this movie just did is, and it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm sure as a parent, you've seen some similar behaviors from crew. I mean, I've certainly had the same similar behaviors from Mazzy and it's this sort of they don't realize they're being an absolute nightmare you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's mm-hmm. like they, they 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 love you they just want to mm-hmm. be next to you and they just want to be and i felt like the film that first hour 45 minutes um where we where we say it's a slow burn felt very authentic it felt very real oh, this totally. is this is what would happen if this happened, if if mm-hmm. your you know if your mother and father were happily married and your father died in a, tr- in a car accident, now we find out it's seven years later. It's not seven months later; it's seven years later. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still, yeah, she's like, yeah, and it's the anniversary is coming up. Yeah, and, and the kid, the kid's up, yeah. birthday is the day because his, his yeah. father died. Right, that's what yeah, she makes it, it weird too. Like you want to celebrate his birthday, but that's the same time that's when so lost so her that, husband. So you. A lot of the sort of behavior issues are are more from her end because she's the one who had to live through it, where he is essentially just a child without a father. Um, sure. You know, obviously there's seven years of maybe stories being told by mom. Um, you know, it's again, like you pointed out, it's it's a relatively short film, so we don't get a ton of backstory. Um, we do realize that the what that the mother is essentially an insomniac. She is. <laughs> she's not getting a lot of sleep. Yeah, it ain't and her it fault, is, though, man. No, okay. of course not. No, it's it's difficult when. What you say, when you're a, He's not. It's not her fault. Oh, right. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he goes to school, gets in trouble. She's to go get him from school. Yeah, and yeah. His sis, her sister doesn't want to hang out with him because, you know, she's always sad or moping. And, the kid, and they find the kid weird, you know. It's like, how? what's a mom to do if, like, you can't go hang out with relatives and he, she can't have play dates with him, you know, so he can yeah. play it and it'd be normal. And, like I say, he's building gadgets and uh, and there's talking about monsters at school and getting in trouble. So she's just like, what? Like I said, any other rational person would have already been pissed off 15 minutes in you know or just yelled at him but she like yeah. i said she holds her own for like so she's just his mom that's like it's her son she cares for him you know and she just won't she'll have to take care of him but but at one point you're like you're right when she's just super tired and you can't handle anymore like you, you i'm sure you've been there before harley in the brink sure. oh of course <laughs> of course yeah 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 he does that with plenty of sleep <laughs> he's like look he just say nothing you know? <laughs> he just say nothing <laughs> I plead the fifth. And he always gets his eight hours of sleep. If you know how, I'm a fucking dad with his sleep. So why is he so angry? I don't get it. He read that book. He did. It's creepy. It made me feel like uh, what was that? What was the other movie? Like The Ring or something? Wasn't wasn't there some movie where you watch a film and you get a phone call in seven days? Oh yeah, the ring. Uh huh. Is that the ring? Yeah, it made me feel like like that. Like you're just reading the book and it, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because she tries to get rid of it. Yeah. And goes yeah. Back, you're like, what the hell? Uh huh. Yeah, and like and with, it, like the like the other times that she read it, like the second time she read it, I don't want to read it. I was like, no, I don't want to look at the words. No, I'm yep. not reading it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once it showed back up untouched, I was, or and then you start opening it up and you realize like all the pages were t- uh, like taped back together. Yeah. I, I I told Chris I said there's gonna be more more pages. Watch. Mm-hmm. And when and when it started reading, oh. Chris Chris is like shielding your eyes, like I can't read it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. And it does. It gives. It does give you because you get the some of those images of pictures that are popping up, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's you can't help but to look at it. You're like, wait, a yeah. minute. you know, like and and yeah, it's like you go to the police. What are you going to tell them? You know, like. uh Someone's stalking you. They give you the book, but nobody believes you. It's like well, uh, and if you, yeah, I mean, if you once the film's over and you realize what you know what's happened, you know this has got major spoiler alerts kind of thing. Well, yeah, we're going to need to get into spoiler alert um, because I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, So um, a a lot, a lot of the sort of behavior and stuff is kind of explained towards the end of the film, and it does a good, it does a decent job of wrapping it up. It was funny because as the credits were rolled, Chris looks at me and she goes, Tony's going to hate this movie. <laughs> and then we talked about it and then we looked it up on IMDb and Wikipedia and and we read some kind of reviews and, and stuff like that. And I was like, what it said, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, it's clear. I mean, it's I don't think it's not is the I think the film explains it. What is happening? You're going to have to explain it to me. Okay. Once we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, yeah. But when when we do the the scene with her under the sheets, and you hear, yeah. fuck that dude. I with was the, like, with the surround sound and a subwoofer. Fuck yeah. no. Dude, with that headphones. Shit that shit worked. No, oh, I have, I, I was with head. I'm with Tony. I had headphones. Yeah, I had uh, headphones in. The fuck out, dude. Okay. I was kind of moving the laptop away to the entire like, movie. Oh. I'm a the seasoned veteran horror, horror guy. This shit not bother right? Oh, this is <laughs> me. This is, I'm loving this. I, what I was happy to, I, I was digging it because I'm like, when's the last time a fucking movie scared you, right? Yeah, when's yeah. The last time. And this Here's is the thing. working. The entire time, my finger was on the volume going up and down. Like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 n
Wait, I can't hear what they're saying. Did they? Oh, oh, oh creepy this noises. scene, oh, this oh, scene oh, looks oh, like it's going to nope. Wait, I can't hear what they're saying. They turn it up, turn it up. Oh, oh yeah. creepy noises. Oh, turn that shit down. <laughs> I just see you doing that. Oh, no, no, mute that shit. Yep. At one point, I swear at one point, I put it down to 10% volume. I got on my phone and started going on Reddit. I was like, I can't take it. I need to, I need my mind needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> it, it really? Was like, I was like, fuck this shit, man. See, that's what I, and that's what I appreciate about it. It was like, it was so like tense like that because like it does take place in the house, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know what I really enjoyed in the beginning? It, it reminded me like an Edgar Wright movie, like the quick cuts, the real quick shots of everything being mm-hmm. cut quick and the real, like this, where the camera was placed at certain angles of like, like just filming like a certain, uh, you know, like Edgar always puts like the coffee pot and drink coffee in it and the flush right. zone. You know, he does all the quick cuts. Yep. It kind of reminded me, it had this really cool, like, feel to it. But then, once you're in that house, it's so great. The colors are so great, even outside, right? Yeah. It's so white. She's really white. She wears, like, really light clothing. Um, there's never really any vibrant colors, you know? And, um, um, and they just do a good job of the kids going, Mom, 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 just enough to drive you crazy, you know? Yeah. And just the no. fucking watching the movie, it was driving, like you said, it was driving right. me crazy. It does that like, the beginning. If you were her, right. you would be going. Oh. Nuts. Exactly. You know, um, so you get that, and then you get the tense of the this this this, this Baba Duke, and then you like I said, then you feel bad for the kid, and you, I, it was just so many goddamn emotions the, going through. Yeah, <laughs> and then at the end, you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, see. man. So if um, and uh, I know we want we're gonna I'll go into it more into the well once again to the the spoiler. But I'll say okay. the, the thing that really gets me about this film is how psychological it is. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you, I go into it thinking, "Oh, the Babadook, that's like Australian for boogeyman," you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. And it is an Australian film, right? It is Australian. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but it gets be, because of the kid and like the psychological things he's going through. You know, he had a tra- you know, the trauma of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what happened when his birth, and you know seven years without a dad. You know that, that it, there's a lot of things that you're like, okay, his you know, kids being mean to him, yeah, I mean, kids being mean to him. Like I understand yeah. all the psychological part, and then her not getting any sleep. You know, I can understand the breakdown, like her mental breakdown, and just going any, insane. Any, any rational person, yeah, yeah. But then you, you're the mom; you got to keep it together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So there's that balance of, am I looking at a woman just going nuts? Right or is right. it something uh-huh. else? Yes, I and that—that that, yeah. that is that got me. Like mm-hmm. you know, I was I, fighting with yeah, that. I was constantly watching throughout the film, going. I was trying to think: Is this Fight Club? Is she just is or, or is he or she? Is this just dreams? Because obviously, the entire film takes place with her at the cusp of falling asleep. Yeah. She's always mm-hmm. trying to get some it's almost like insomnia in that the you know uh-huh. yeah. uh, the Christopher Nolan film in regards to you're constantly just as she's about to doze off something happens. Right. And so a lot of the movie you're like oh she could just be dreaming all of this. Mm-hmm. But then things happen where it's like wait but, a second. Yeah. Um so, particularly the driving scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was she wasn't falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was like. Yeah. Just see, like in broad daylight, you're like, whoa, what the hell? Like right now, that's crazy. You know, it's a little more effective at night in the in the creepy house, but to see it there, yeah, you're like, okay, that uh, 
that works, you know? I mean, genuinely, like, she, Jennifer Cannon, she did a great job of, like, the the scares, you know, because there's not really, like, there's not a lot of jump scares, you know? There's a lot of yeah, creepy situations, it's, it's a non- scenes, and, uh, and like you said, and very psychological, like you said, you, you're constantly questioning, thinking, like, well, is she doing this? Is this really happening? And that's engaging, and that keeps you um, glued to the set, watching, you know? Drain up your non- volume, lowering your volume. Taking your headphones a, off. Turning down the surround sound. <laughs> it's a non-traditional thriller. It reminds me of like the Omen, you know? Like I said, hints of the ring, like Tony said. Yeah, but I also like, I think the whole the, pointing the, out the psychological aspect of it is really the strength of the film. Yes. The the, the two performances, my, like, yes. my huge favorite part, too. I mean, like I got to give it to her and him. Like I fell for him, and I thought, like, you know, She's like I don't know if she ever slipped her into making the movie because she always seemed like she was ready to fall asleep, you know. Um, yeah, so you guys ready to give your review? Yeah, sure. So MCP, you can turn the volume up now. It's over. What do you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you give the volume? Um, well, it's funny you said the psychological part because I thought that for sure Lainey would have liked, you know. Uh, yeah, no, but she ain't watching that shit. She'll be no? screwed for weeks. <laughs> Um, I love that you couldn't sleep. I love that. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're totally selling the mood for anyone. Like, Leanne's listening. She's like, oh, fuck, I gotta yeah. see that. And it, that's the thing. Like, it's true. The ending got me. The ending made me go, fuck this shit. And I think that's why I was able to go to sleep. Because, like, that was, that was fucking stupid, you know. And I was all like, cursing it out because of the way it ended. And I just closed the last stop, turned over, went to sleep. But then and when I woke up, you know, five hours later... <laughs> um <laughs> my mind immediately went back to it like well what about this part you know what about like well when her, when she was doing this and i kept just thinking like going back to the movie and back to the movie and it just stuck in my head um and i kept getting creeped out uh, i went to the bathroom turned on all the lights and woke up laney <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like what are you doing i'm like a day off i'm like i just need to pee <laughs> Yeah, I think I can't, you're like I can't have all the lights in the house just like right. In the <laughs> like, what do you do with a floodlight and the candles too? <laughs> Tony's got a headlamp, a lantern, <laughs> fucking flashlights. Yeah, <laughs> glow sticks around his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making sure I see where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I was ready to give this a waste of time when I went to sleep last night. Really? Yeah, I was ready. I was like, nah, oh, wow. nah, nah, nah. And then I woke up today. I'm like, whoa, that was a scary movie, and it actually, I got me. Yeah. Gotta give it a dollar. Nice. I'd buy that for a dollar. I was a I was a super high buy that for a dollar throughout the film, and mm-hmm. then as the um, as the film started wrapping up and it got kind of it turned into I, I don't it almost it's almost it's almost spoilerish, but the film gets kind of like a film. It started to lose me. I kind of started to go, okay, you're getting too too traditional. You know what I mean? I felt like it was it, we'd seen this before, kind of thing. Um, and and when the and then the very last scene, I was like, then I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was genuinely, <laughs> it, it left like a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. But then I went back and started reading about it. Mm. And some movies like that, I just go, ah, I don't fucking care. And then it ends up being a waste of time. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. Because yeah. the movie just couldn't entertain me enough to be right. curious what the director or the writer was trying to get across. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Enemy was a good example of that. 
Right. I think this is a, a lot like that in regards. You're like, wait a second. Was it in his head or when is it really happening? Was it in his head? But you're so interested. The film was good enough that you you seek it out. And we, I, I seeked it out. Seeked it out. Okay. <laughs> um, and once I read one post that convinced me of what really happened, I was like, absolutely, very good job. Good film. Solid, solid buy that for a dollar. And this is not... Sort of in my wheelhouse, you know, I'm not sort of your traditional, but I do enjoy well done sort of psychological thrillers or, you you know, I don't want to call this a horror film because there's very little sort of violence in it at all. Um, Other than with the kid at the end, I was like, ugh. Um, So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very good one. And especially like the, the folks that watch the, listen to the podcast and sort of know our tastes uh, they should definitely check this out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and for me, yeah, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this is a Slater for me. I mean, I'm totally into it. This is creepy, tense. I'm feeling for the characters, um, and everything's doing a great job for me. To so the third act, yeah, it gets a little. It, I started raising the questions too, and I'm like, well, where are they going with this? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say in spoilers because for for now, now it's a it became a high buy for a dollar after after the third act, but I'm curious to see what Harley read and it, it might change my mind. And before we get into the spoilers, I just want to say that um, along with the psychological stuff of the film, Mm -hmm. um, I think it was, well, it it could actually happen where someone freaks out like this in just a natural, natural way. And I think that's what it was really getting to me. It's like, could I go crazy? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, like. The shiny, yeah. Is there is there is there yeah, something because because it made me think like the movie's about the evil in everyone and how there's just something that will trigger it. Mm-hmm. You know, for her, it happened to be the book, right? You know, that was just that's all that that's what she needed to. Yeah, that's what she needed to go over the edge, and then she she was gone. You know, and and, and it was a combination of yeah, the kid and you know the the sleepless nights and whatnot, but still, it could happen. And that's pretty scary. In, in Absolutely. Yeah, the scariest um, thing for me is shiny. Yeah, it's like it's it's the, yeah, it's the right, husband, like the it's the father. Mm-hmm. Just fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. The following may spoil the movie for your poor sensitive ass. You've been warned. So you're gonna have a hard time convincing me otherwise that it wasn't all in her head. Okay. I don't. I don't believe there was any boogeyman. Um, and I, I pulled up one post here. Um, the Baba Duke is Australian for boogeyman. I don't know. Oh. But I think in the trailer or something, or maybe one synopsis, it refers to it as the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're convinced. You're convinced it's in her head. Yes. Yeah. And 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 after reading this post, somebody analyzing the film makes total sense. Okay, and it's a it's a little lengthy, but I can read it to you if you want. Um, do you do you well, believe it otherwise? Well, let, let me let me let's do this. Okay, how do you explain the kid getting thrown into the walls? It, yeah. He didn't. He didn't. His mom was beating the shit out of him. Okay, so so what we see on the film. Is what she sees in her head. It sees in her head. And yes. where's the indication that through the film that that's what's going on? So it- I would I would argue a majority of the film 
that we are scared that the 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 Duke, all that shit. It's sure, literally, she's asleep. She's falling asleep. She's constantly blacking out, essentially. And she is because if you notice when she starts to get, if she when she starts getting freaked, because obviously at the beginning the kid is the one who's constantly bringing it up, and she keeps playing off like it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Well, there's like twenty or thirty minutes of the film where he lays off, where he doesn't bring it up. And it's at the point where she picks it up, right. where she starts running with it. And it's always about at night when she should be falling asleep. It's always mm-hmm. in bed. It's always watching TV on the couch. It's after she's given him the drugs where he's passed out. Where does she start having the nightmares, which I would call the nightmares? What about in the car, though? Like the car, driving? I just, I literally watched a scene. Uh-huh. You're right. She doesn't look like she's dozing off, but I have certainly fallen asleep behind the wheel driving a car, and I've done it in the daytime. So, in considering the entire film is about her constantly being an insomniac, it's not un- it's not unbelievable to think that she fell asleep behind the wheel and she woke up and she was losing control of the car and she crashed it and she crashed into another car. I mean, it's totally plausible in that regards. I mean, no, she, I, she in her dream, she's falling. You know, I mean, your brain dreams so fast. You, I mean, it. I mean, I think they've done studies or something like that. Like, like an entire dream, your brain processes in a matter of a second or two. It's like your brain thinks so fast it can conjure up this dream in the in the that quickly. So the scene is her driving. And then it go and it looks at her, and then all of a sudden she looks down, and she's got the bugs on her. And just yeah. like before, she looks behind the refrigerator when CPS is there, and there's no hole in the wall. Right. right. So the 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 cockroaches are either a manifestation that she's she's imagining, or the Baba Duke is is healing the wall, is fixing the wall. I think it's the other way around. I think she's just having a nightmare. She sees the cockroaches. She freaks out and she crashes the car. So yeah, I mean, well, because there's that ha- scenes right when he's stretching out, whatever, and you're seeing him, or when she's under the sheets and you're about to see him. You never really do see him, and if you do, it's like a floating camera, like above, looking at her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then twice she becomes possessed by him. The one scene where he goes into her mouth. Mm-hmm. And then the second scene at the end where he goes into her back. Both would represent to me when she loses her mind on the sun, where she loses that patient and she goes yep. off on him. She freaks out. She's possessed. I mean, the, the Babadook is sort of like trying to – the idea maybe is that the Babadook is possessing her to kill the son, to kill the kid. And I think maybe the book even implies that. Like what what does it say? I'm trying to think of it. But – um yeah, I'm I'm convinced, and and there's a lot of, and it all revolves around the father dying. It all revolves around repression. He's always talking to her, right, telling her to 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 go with him or whatever. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which is even more, you know, she's just dreaming. She's just like it's total. right. Right. See, I completely agree. I think it was all in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this like the whole idea that the Babadook is gonna get inside you. It's the it's her evil. It's, it's, there's this, this evil side of her that she's spent seven years of her life keeping at bay, but the yeah. kid can feel it. The kid's well, like, 
The kid, yeah. the kid's like that. You, there's something wrong. You don't want me, and it could be that she felt they all should have died. The husband died, and they stayed alive. And she's like, "No, yeah. we need to be dead. We I need know. to die." But she's been holding it off. It was just kind of percolating inside of her, and the kid could just like feels that there's something wrong. There's a monster hiding. Well, Somewhere. not only that, but he's a normal seven-year-old boy who's fascinated with fucking Boogeyman. Sure. So he sort sure. of like, without realizing it, is kind of the, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back in a sense. He's the one, sure. unfortunately for their sake, he's the one who, who launches it off um, by just simply, you know, constantly, you know, dwelling on this right. boogeyman but and then finally it's it's what causes her to basically go into psychosis right and it's several times essentially mm-hmm. and and um, she put together the book and she rearranged the letters and you know she did all of that i mean the words she in taped it, the, book, the book back whatever right she yeah, got the book back. that's a good yeah, point yeah. i don't know like um i know i think yeah. that i think that's the, that has yeah, to be cause it. the book had to be well the book yeah we're assuming the book yeah we know the book is real because he starts explaining it to other people, like the the niece or whatever, the little girl. Right. Well, the right. kid picked uh-huh. it out. You know, she yeah. didn't imagine the kid picking that book, but yeah, she wrote yeah. it. Is the way I, I think. Like it, it. Um, I looked up the words and it says, "If it's in a word or in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook." And I think though that is that she can never get rid of that itch in the back of her subconscious that she's supposed yeah. to be dead. That repression. The yeah, repression. I mean, it's right. That 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 trauma. I mean, dude. Like I have firsthand experience with crazy bitches who repress <laughs> I'm telling you who repress nightmare nightmarish esque pasts. And when it bubbles up, it is the scariest, darkest, demented possession right. type shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. so that's why for me, I'm like, absolutely. This is just this is just her her repressing all these emotions. Because look, she's genuinely like well, at the beginning of the film. Who was it? Was it wasn't a character? Was a character where she you she gives the impression like I hey, I just need to get this off my chest. I just need to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. I just need a buddy. You know what I mean? And she's her sister. She's like I just want to yeah, talk to have a normal conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And she's like, well, you know, you she know, could have a normal conversation with the co- her coworker, the guy that likes her. Yeah, yeah, She's you know. Just so like, yeah, just just draw tired, just can't. T- yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you get the feeling like, oh, when she sees the psychologist or the the doctor, mm-hmm. and he's like, we could set you up with a psychiatrist, psychiatrist, psych- Jesus Christ, psychologist, well, and she's like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So she, she's got an instinct to sort of get it off her chest. You but mean she drugs never like can. A, my little bash to go to sleep? <laughs> but she never can because she's a single mom. And the kid doesn't fucking sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cool. On uh, thebabadook.com, mm-hmm. there's a uh, you can sign up to get notified when the, they make the book that you can buy online. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's yeah. Sign me up. Right. So let me let me read this to you. Um, I believe the Babadook represents two things. To the child, it's the specter of death, just like the Grim Reaper, and it knocks at your door. You can't stop it. The scene in the basement is telling telling we see the father's old clothes arranged against the wall. So remember that scene where we see all the clothes against the wall? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the son's doing that. The child so desperately wants some understanding, a connection to him, but his mother keeps his memory and everything else locked away. 
So everything is down in the basement, all the records of her of her husband. To her, the Babadook is a symbol of repression manifesting itself in a physical form, an allegory of what happens when you don't deal with the past and it comes back to haunt you. There's a key scene where the words written in the book, and I can't remember the specifics, allude to the harder to try to ignore him, the stronger, right, the stronger he, he becomes. Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking true. That's how repression works. You consciously make an effort to become something, to remove something from your mind, but it's that subconsciously that affects your behavior, attitude, thoughts, beliefs, and ultimately actions. There's also the mentioning of it getting under your skin, something that her possession, in quotation, state alludes to. She's she's let the repressed grief take control of her. In the end, she acknowledges it by existence. She acknowledges its existence and keeps it in the basement. The basement, the house itself, a metaphor for the body and the mind. The basement being where he, we tend to bury things. Not only does she acknowledge it, she feeds it. Something that's therapeutic. The, the, the worms. Anybody right. who's going through any type of counseling understands the importance of talking about issues and not just burying them deep within. In a sense, it's like a memory that she's choosing to keep alive now that she understands how destructive it is if left repressed. So the the worms at the end makes total sense where she's scared to death when she goes downstairs. He tries to scare her and she fights back like she does at the end of the, the, the scary scene. Mm-hmm. And then it takes the worms and she's able to move on. And so uh, after reading that post, I kind of started put, putting the scenes together and my own fucking memories of crazy psycho bitches and <laughs> he is and our psycho bitch expert. Yes, exactly. And I was like, that makes total sense. And when when that made total sense, I was like, okay, this is a kick ass film. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, it 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 totally it totally has way it makes sense. There's a post on IMDb as well. It says where it lost me, and somebody's talking about it, talking about the ending, how it shifted. Someone says that in a movie about a mother's depression, you don't think of you, you only think the focus is the child at the beginning because that's how it started to manifest itself. Amelia starts to find it difficult to cope. The unceasing nature of single motherhood starts to become too much for her. Gradually, this leads to her psychosis. She's not possessed. She's losing her mind to relentless grief and loneliness. The movie is about her eventually facing up to those things and starting to find ways to overcome them. The focus doesn't change. Somebody referring to, uh, oh, because they didn't have a monster, you didn't like it or something. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's totally, it, it puts a lot more light to it. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with that for sure. Um, Tony, real quick, I was going to ask you, um, the Babadook sound, does that make a Warcraft 2 dragon sound? <laughs> yes. Somebody on, message, oh, on the, message board, on the yes. message board wrote that. Yes, one yeah, of the sounds I was very it. familiar. Okay, oh, okay. So, did anyone notice two or three times in the movie the Babadook made a sound that was exactly like the dragon made in the PC game Warcraft 2 Tide of, Tides of Darkness? I'm sure that dragon sound was used in movies, and it's just a And somebody said that. Uh, I'm sure it's used like, a lot or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I thought one of the times it sounded like a bear. <laughs> That's funny, mm. yeah. So yeah, my my uh, my review says the same, but that does totally uh, clarify it. And uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really, I can't yeah. wait to own it. And I, it's this will be on rotation of Halloween for sure. Um, it's just a good so one. Fucking creeping. It I is. Mean, I, mean, I may it's just really well done. Now that we talked about it and we've established, you know, our opinions um, and what like the movie's actually about, I may have Laney read what it's about completely. Mm-hmm. Like spoil the fuck yeah, out of it, yeah, yeah, and then have her watch it anyway, yeah. Right. 
you know it's just that's a good point because once you if you realize it ain't the boogeyman mm-hmm. you, it might it's, not be as scary right right mm-hmm. um and it'll give me a second watch and i can decide if it's a slate or not with so, that say don't too. tell her yeah. if the boy dies or not yeah oh of course not yeah 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 so i won't <laughs> let her listen to this spoiler or i'll bleep yeah. that out yeah <laughs> and good stuff yeah we yeah good like, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Fuck that, man. I didn't enjoy it until now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, you love I love the boogie man. Well, so check this out. This is, kind is of, this is kind of wild. So earlier in the day, I was burning leaves in the backyard. So we live out in the woods where – and you got so many trees. You get all these leaves, and you rake all the leaves up in a big pile, and you burn them. You literally light them on fire, and they just burn up in the air. So – I was doing that early in the afternoon. Well, a lot of times what happens is the leaves will burn, but they burn real slowly because there's still lots of moisture on the ground and shit like that. So they kind of like – they don't just burn like a fire and then they're out. They kind of like smolder and they can smolder for hours. And hmm. I've seen – I've literally seen fires reignite after hours of being put out. They just smolder and they smolder and there's coals at the bottom of the pile and and maybe the wind blows just right. I don't know exactly how it works. But all of a sudden, the whole pile of leaves will kind of reignite. So in the middle of the fucking movie, all of a sudden, I see this glow coming from the fucking window. The (laughs) pile of leaves had reignited 10 hours after I put them out. You're like, I'm letting that shit burn. I ain't going out. No, because yep. I, I literally, because I am fucking fearless when it comes to movies because I know they're all fake. I literally, and th- we live on the fucking sticks, homie. It's dark. There's no street lights. <laughs> I literally grabbed the flashlight, went outside, raked it around, and came back in, and fine. I just had no. I call, I call bullshit. No, you I have, had, you can, you had, ask Chris. You, ask no Chris. Way. I You're literally. Scared. Because I'm not like... Boy ran out there like, fuck you, Babadook! (laughs) (laughs) No, but what it did was it it seriously fucked up Chris. Like, she was... Because you left her alone. Yeah, she was by herself, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. She was like... Yeah, she was just fucked up. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Yeah, like literally halfway through the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is that light? And I look out the window and the fire's burning. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh so, my gosh, that's yeah, crazy! Yeah, that's that awesome. Crazy. I was thinking, like, what a cool costume too for next Halloween. Be the Bob. Yeah, yeah. And, just and have these. No really way, man! I'll be a little kid with that like, like long like, arm rock just, launcher. What's that? I want to be the little kid with that backpack and the rock launcher. Yes. <laughs> How cool was that, man? Turns out awesome. Home Alone a little bit at the end. I was like, what the? Yeah, hell? it did. There's a and there's an IMDb <laughs> post that says like. That is, am I the only one who felt home alone? Because, yeah, yeah, he trips the mom. He ties yeah. her up. Cool, he man. Her. Good, smart-ass kid, man. That's great. Yeah, you know? yeah. They established that, too. We're doing all the magic and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Great Good fucking stuff. play. So, who had the extra credit? Uh, I did. I had extra credit. I assigned Braveheart. You did. A good uh, three-hour movie. For uh, us to watch, it's it's a it's a two seater. <laughs> you know, you sit you sit through, you watch till the the wife dies, the girlfriend slash wife dies. That's that's at the very out. Spoiler alert. Um, that's an hour into it, uh, and then that second the second two hours, 
Uh, you watch that? I did it one sitting. Oh, really? He oh, man yeah. up and watched it. I got too. up early. Oh, right <laughs> I on. I was asleep. I'm like, I'm doing this shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, I, I love this movie. I always have. <laughs> I'll read the whole review in a, a Scottish accent. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right, it's my island. No, Ireland. It's my island. And seeing the young-ass chips, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, written and directed, right? No, no, directed by uh, Mel Gibson. Got five Academy yeah. Awards. Director, cinematography, that it's... fucking music works. James Horner score. Yeah. Um, it is a lot of fun. It's a it's a really good watch. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard R. There's a lot of incredibly oh, yeah. gory violence during. There's a lot of battle scenes. There's and it's 100 percent historically accurate too. No, it's 100 percent historically inaccurate. I know. That's why I made that joke. <laughs> yeah, if was, you look on Wikipedia, I was reading about it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Fucking, yeah historians this regarded as one of the most inaccurate films like of all time. They complain wow. about the belt. Oh, they didn't have belts then. Oh, why he wears it the way he wears it? I'm like, I don't oh, give a yeah, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. This movie's entertaining as shit. Got it. Yeah, you. The war paint, the fucking sword, the fucking... The documentary oh. of this movie would suck. Yeah. <laughs> Braveheart kicks well, like, ass. How do they really know it was like, what, 1272 yeah, or 1272? It's at the end of the 13th century. It's yeah. it's a long... And there's very little records of, of the real William Wallace. Like, yeah. in, there's we don't know... The historians was, don't yeah, know barely anything. Fucking totally entertaining. Yes, this. absolutely. Um, just rewatching again. I just had a problem with him and the the French, the the queen, the princess. Like, the whole time he's Isabel? holding scarf, he's really what's that? The princess Isabel. Yeah, Sophie, Sophie Marceau's Marceau's character. character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that he got with her, you know. It does feel a little, a little forced. Yeah, I mean, he directed. No, nah, man, so she was me, all willing. Nice, she was. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, how long it was it till his wife died? Did they? They show like how how how, how long good was point. Like you get the feeling it's a while, right? At least maybe a year or so because he's like full he seems, on warrior, right? But he seems <laughs> at peace when he sees his wife at the end. But it's like, bitch, you just fucking bang the chick. She's holding your seed, and then uh, she makes you. Have, why aren't Why don't you see her coming at your rescue? Why don't you see <laughs> both of them coming at you as ghosts or whatever? Right? I don't see like a problem that. with it, man. What's that? <laughs> I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> you don't see a problem with it. <laughs> I, I just thought it was, but I mean, because in the very beginning, it's the it's it's, it's about about love. I mean, it's all about like well, okay. to be with her no. and just um, honestly, the beginning of the movie was not about love. It was infatuation. He came back after being go- gone for forever, right? And he sees her he's like, "Hey, I recognize you. You want to get on my horse? You know, get to get wet and get out in the rain. Oh, let's well, get married the next day." Is that I'm he like. Caps- Three he fucking kept, days, and they're already getting married. Well, I know, but he kept the flower. Kept that flower she gave that she yeah, but that's easy to do. Again. It's not because you're in love. He's a kid. That's, that's a good point. It's just it's easy. I mean, you just keep the flower. Well, how many other women are there? Uh, word is the other ones for show. Like any port in the storm, she was banging at all. <laughs> yeah, they were there. Yeah, he, 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 he's he's doing right. Did she have big breasts? <laughs> she had the, the most perfect teeth, you know, out of all of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. considering the film takes place, you know, fifteen hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just, he's just, yeah, he's just a badass warrior. Like William Wallace or Marcus Aurelius. Like, who do you have? Like, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> right. I was thinking of the movie when I watched it, um, and I was like, this is a lot like like Gladiator, and and I was thinking. 
I think I think truth be told, I like Russell Crowe as as Gladiator better. Um, the one I saw, I think the one sort of weakness of the film, uh, or the 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 weakest part, is in fact Mel Gibson playing a Scottish. Really? Like, yeah, it does, and it's only well, he's because Australian. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only because well, but like he was born in New York. Like he grew <laughs> up in 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 Australia. Um, anyways, I felt like after this movie, this movie is 20 years old. Damn, is seen, that right? Yeah. Well, almost. It's 19. Jesus. We've literally seen, you know, obviously all, all the films he's been in. And he's, it's, he's like, kind of like a Tom Cruise where now he plays Mel Gibson. He doesn't play roles. He is, his, the, the actor is bigger than the role he plays. And and I think so when you go back and watch the film, you're constantly reminding, oh, that's not William Wallace. That's Mel Gibson. And so it kind of it does take me out of the film occasionally where I have to I have to remind myself, take it take it for when the film came out in nineteen. Like you can say that that's kind of unfair. You can say about everybody though. Wouldn't exactly. And, 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 like, and, and yeah. And, and he's and not a robot, that. that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So so uh, it's just I think what what has become of, of Mel Gibson is sort of like a caricature. Um Yeah, but in, so, in that in that world when I'm watching it, I'm like I'm I'm wrapped in there and that and, and um and um in Edinburgh and, and wherever they're at, just to yeah. hear the music, the locations. I'm, I'm wrapped around it. Robert the Bruce and all the characters, yeah, and, and the nobles and the fucking jerks and uh, and he's a and um, the, the 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 father. Um, what's his what's his friend's name? What was his name? Doc? What was his name? The big dude that kicked that socked him <laughs> when he came back. They're doing the rock throwing. And he hits him in the head. What's oh, his, oh, uh, Hamish, yeah. Hamish, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hamish, yeah, Hamish, yeah, yeah. and his with his pops, yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. No, this is a fucking great movie. This is like when I was when I was watching. I was fucking hooked in the beginning, and just uh, like I said, I looked how long it was. I'm like, damn, it's pretty long. But I was fucking in it the whole time, man. And uh, the fucking king, man. That guy is fucking great. That guy's a fucking asshole. I love uh, it when chance? he throws dude's gay lover out the window. Oh my god, that oh, shit was so fucking good. fantastic. When is the last time you saw a king get his hands dirty? Oh man, no kidding, yeah. right? I wanted yeah. to hear the Wilhelm scream when he threw him out too. <laughs> that would have been awesome, dude. He was so. He was like, oh yeah, why don't you tell me about get the fuck out of here? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Off the top rope, you know. He's just fucking world rumbled his ass out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. He's just literally it just chucks his ass yeah, look, out of there. I love the soldiers though when they look. They look at the king. They oh shit. Oh. They just take oh, off. Shit. Yeah, they for, just like bounce. roaches. They're like out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the scene too with um with Sophie Marceau's whispering in his ear when he's fucking dying. And uh, oh, she yeah. tells him like she's like yeah you uh, your your king will never your son will never be the king because I hope yep. I I got I was like I got Mo- I got William Wallace seed in me bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's just holding off to that fucking old granny bastard just to just to hear him say mercy and he won't and he won't give him that satisfaction. I love that you know. And it's heartbreaking too watching his friends watch him. They're just like they even feel bad. It's like just say it already you know. And he won't man. He's just a tough fucking. It's it's funny that like. That like the kind of stereotype where you hear that hey, fucking tough Irish bastard, you know? That he was, you know, he was the OG of that, you know. Oh, he, yeah, when you hear that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just the battle scenes are awesome. I remember this one. The first scenes were like, oh yeah, movies need to do these. You know, if it was made now, you'd have a CG, you'd have a thousand more oh, men, right? Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that you can see all of them. You know, you can see everything. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it, they're just I don't know. I just uh, I dug those action scenes and the music that's playing throughout too is good. Um, the big ass sword, the cool blue makeup. It's been spoiled before, you know. He has yeah. he has he has this cool speech moment. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a hundred percent inaccurate, but. Like I said, it wouldn't be an entertaining movie. And he says that, too, in the commentary. There's, like, a trivia or something. He says that in the commentary. He talked about it, you know, on the DVD. Mm. Um, it wouldn't be an entertaining movie, you know? And this was an entertaining-ass fucking movie. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's so, and it's entertaining for changes. three fucking hours. <laughs> yeah, it works. It right works for yeah. three uh, There's very few movies that can keep my attention for three no kidding. hours. And Even though you one. said it's a two sitter, <laughs> well, and it is, it is because you know I've watched an hour. I watched, started watching it late at night one night. You know I have a tendency to watch movies at night. Oh, okay, and uh, it was just a, it was just a faction of a faction. A fa- it was sure. just a, it was just the fact that that I had to go to bed. Like I have the school first thing in the morning. So pussy, um, man up, yeah. bitch, man up. Yeah. <laughs> William Wallace would have watched it all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> While he was getting hung and racked and shit. Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, the film is, from entertainment standpoint, considering how old it is, and I think, I mean, this is five years before Gladiator, and I think if Braveheart hadn't have been what it was, we wouldn't have seen Gladiator like we did. You know what I mean? I think this really kind of set the, the, the tone for a lot of films, and uh, between that the acting, uh, like you'd kind of uh, touched on, the filming, the locations, the sets. Um, this is all, you know, real. Photography won an Oscar. There's like, no CG. Yeah, yeah, five Academy Awards. Uh, it's a Slater. You you can't you can't argue that it's not. That was a fucking movie. It's a fucking Slater. <laughs> that was a fucking movie. Now, right, so who, did you guys the... watch it with your significant others? Was that? Did you guys watch it with your significant others? I did. Did they enjoy it? Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys saw it one city? She particularly enjoyed the guys lifting up the kilts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking She's like, hey, up. look, rewind it. Like, bitch, no. It's a three-hour <laughs> movie. No, bitch. <laughs> You're like, no. Oh, yeah, that's their dick in HD. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, the best part was uh, <laughs> was at the end. Um He's getting racked and and uh, you know and, and getting mm-hmm. tortured and she can't watch it. I'm like, bitch, you watch, you open your eyes when they lifted the kids. So you're gonna watch this shit too. Goddamn right, <laughs> that's right. You see, yeah, you know, you watching all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? The, the other <laughs> part. Well, they killed them at the end. What did they do? Um, they usually cut their intestines. You know, they cut their stomach open, rip their yeah, intestines so, out. Yeah. So yeah, if in real life, he's okay. it's called drawn and quartered, mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 general. Uh, thing is you're alive they they open you up and they show you your guts do you remember what the midgets were doing oh yeah yeah yeah. remember with a rope oh right oh they did that scene right oh yes 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 yeah gotcha yeah right before that's yeah they we did see see leprechauns in the movie then (laughs) (laughs) um the other part of this movie that i thought was really entertaining other than everything that we talked about was uh all the fucking betrayal, man. Oh, All yeah. the sneaky backstabbing shit going on. I mean, it opens up yeah. kind of with that. Um, uh, well, I mean, after all the, you know, the, well, no, no, yeah, yeah, it opens up with it where the, they say Longshanks, Longshanks brought everybody in, no yeah. swords, just one page. We're going to talk about peace. And then they walk into I the guess. room where they have that meeting. They're all fucking hung everywhere, you know, with the little kids too. Like, 
that sets the yeah. stage. It's like that's yeah. what that's the world they these people live in. Oh, it it, it you know, this movie does as not fuck, do lying everywhere. any favors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I and I particularly enjoyed how I mean, it, yeah, there's a lot of betrayal and 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 um backstabbing, but then there's there's some some um sweet revenge and they they get their they get what's coming to them. Um oh, particularly yeah. my favorite scene is the uh the horse with a flail when he comes into the into the guy's bedroom. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So you see nice. it drop just... boom. Like, yeah. What? Oh yeah, dude. So satisfying. Yeah. Then that fucking horse went off on kamikaze and killed himself. <laughs> you know how to swim? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, you know you're supposed to put your feet in first, then go sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you look back and say, Oh well. It's yeah. it's interesting the movie oh, when they're having lunch or when they're eating dinner too. There's there's no good guy in the film except for the William Wallace character. Everybody um, else. And a couple of his, you know, like right-hand man. And the horses. Um, those poor horses, yeah, man. And those poor horses. But the most of the Scottish, not good people, I mean, in the film, they're, they're all backstabbing. All the, the wealthy Scottish. Yeah, they all turn them, yeah. They all, got, they all got backdoor policies going on mm-hmm. with England. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. all the English. The French are douchebags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody's a douchebag except William Wallace. Yeah, and they're they're pride, man. They're fucking country, like they're pride of their country, man. And you can yeah. show it, and he's just he took it upon himself to like, you know, we can we can do. We're taking up their number, their first like garrison, whatever they said, and they're ready to like, yo, we got their base. We're ready. Let's let's go. <laughs> we keep doing this, you know. And they had to slow down when uh, she wanted to talk to him, and was like, luckily she helped them, you know. Or else it would have been really fucked. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like how they flanked to the, on the on the right and came after him. But that part fucking sucks when they leave, you know. And he's looking like what? Or when he sees Robert Bruce for the first time? Yep. Oh man, I was like, dang. I mean, I mean, that's crazy. Like, think about it. Mel Gibson's directing it, so he's got to have somebody be filming him doing that. You know, he's got and he's got to act out. That's pretty impressive, man, to be doing both. You know, and behind the camera. Yeah, and it's, being it's, movie. It, it reminds me a lot of of um, Dances with Wolves, like these big epic, you know. Super mm-hmm. long, super epic films, and the main character who's on screen the entire film is yeah. also directing it. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But it's uh, yeah, it's a slate for me you know, for sure. That was a fucking movie. I I enjoyed it again, and I was the whole reason for record for uh, assigning it was to see if I enjoyed it again. And hey, I did. That was a fucking movie. Hey, hey, hey. Certified. certified Slater. Certified. It's in the, it's in the, in the mix there. What else is in there? Remember? You guys remember? I don't remember. Yeah, oh. you know what? We should keep track. Is there? We should. Is there something we can do, Tony, on that? Um, I remember, I remember Drive is one of them. Keep track. How do, yeah. How do we do? Because there's no like written record of our. No, record. we just kind of have to go back and look. listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. If anyone is listening, if they remember, Donaldo, Mark, Leanne, anyone? It else? would be interesting. Like, okay, we're on episode three thousand four hundred ninety-six of Bad Boys Podcast, <laughs> and there's literally you know twelve movies on the certified Slater list. Like that is that will be That's crazy. We feel like we should have more. Well, I yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of movies where two out of three, right? You know what I mean? That's why. That's why I enjoy it when we all three, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm we trying to think. Going, of... We keep well, we can keep going back to the classics and then and then pretty much give them sliders, you know. But yeah, but even like we get a think... new one, it's a slider. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. 
So, yeah. all right. So we'll figure it out. Um, let's see. So who's got homework this week? Well, I do. Fools. All right. Um, I, I I can't not go see Interstellar. Um, but uh, I don't know how. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to go. Um, <laughs> if I make it the homework, can you guys go see it? Yeah, I can't promise anything, but I'll try. Because I got nothing else. Um, oh, you don't? Okay. I got nothing else to pick. Um, it's been kind of crazy. Um, let's make it that, and then um, let's let's email each other when we go see it, so we we know that that we all saw it. Because it's one of those films where I don't want to talk about it with one of you guys. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So even if it was like a situation where we just skipped the homework for a week and then we watched it next week or something like that. Sure. But I think I think we deserve I think the 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 bad boys podcast listeners deserve our review of Interstellar. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty we're all nice pretty thing, much sir. we're pretty much Christopher Nolan fanboys um who isn't these days. So um Excuse me. What's that? Oh, I sneezed. Oh. <laughs> But you muted yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I muted myself to Skype, but not the recording. Oh. <laughs> to Zoom tight. <laughs> did, did you sneeze right in your mic? Yeah. I, I sneezed and I was like, shit, I hit the wrong mute button. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, that's nice. funny. Who has the extra credit? You do. Oh, okay. Well, Costco... Well, while I was at Costco one time, they had a four Blu-ray set of MGM's classics. It was their 90th anniversary, and it came with four classics. One was Teen Wolf, one was Jeepers Creepers, one was Killer Clowns from Outer Space, all Blu-ray, mind you. And the next one that I'm going to choose, um, Return of the Living Dead. Which one? <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. The one Didn't where they, they return. It and... The one from 1985. The Return okay. of the Living Dead. They're back from the grave and ready to party. Oh, so this is the one where we get uh, brains. Yes, this is where or... we this is where we see first time running zombies and when we get the brains. This is what started the brains. Trend. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, she gets on the the two way radio. You seen this already? Oh yeah, of course. Oh okay, I thought yeah. oh, maybe, oh okay, Tony, you never seen this. Um, maybe. Dude, it's, dude, it's classic, dude. It's, it's so meta too. I, like, there's a scene in the movie where two guys are talking. They're like, "Hey, kid, have you ever seen Night of the Living Dead?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What well, the corpse come back? So they they know. It's very tuck and cheek. They know exactly what it is. Like the guy that wrote it, Dan O'Bannon. You might have heard of him. Harley uh, worked on such movies as Total Recall, Aliens, Alien. Oh, what did he do in those? He wrote a motherfucker. Well, Chris uh, Cameron wrote Aliens. Cameron oh. writes everything. Um, go to Aliens and look at the writing credit. Yeah, see Dan O'Bannon. Well, there's certainly uh, uh, Dan O'Bannon wrote characters for Aliens. Yeah, he, did he do the first one then? I don't know. That's a good point. Um, he might have done the first one then. He's credited on there too. Uh, yes, you're right. He is. 
Yeah, he he gets credit for writing the story of the yeah, first screenplay. Movie. Yeah, see, so well, yeah, yeah, right, screenplay, good, good. Yeah, so no, but this movie is yeah, it's fucking tongue cheek. There's, there's, dude, Tony, you'll have a blast with it. Trust me, it's a lot of fun. There's there's scenes like that. It's just uh, you got some real cool gore. You got some f- campy ass characters. You get this uh, you guys uh, you got a naked chick dancing on a corpse, um, on a, on a graveyard, cool. you know, with, uh, and it's funny the scene. The guy's like. Oh, guys, Trash is doing their naked dance again. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, yeah, dude, it's a lot of fun. It looks good on Blu-ray, too. I'm stoked. Nice. You must clean it up. Yeah, it was 15 bucks for all four, dude. I was like, dude, score. Got Killer Clowns, got Teen Wolf. Guys, you prescribed on Blu-ray. It's nice. So, yeah, that's Homer right there. That's the X credit. Right on. Cool. So yeah, I <laughs> could be further away from the spectrum. Yeah, tell her and return that, <laughs> that is our podcast in a nutshell, right there, right? I, I think I saw it five, six years ago. Okay, hey, you remember it though? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm, I'm glad you didn't say the line though, because the line is the best part. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, that was cool. That uh, that wraps it up. Another episode of the Bad Boys Podcast, episode two thirty five. Um, last one was titled Nicely Nicely done Tony The Bravo Duke Bravo Duke So it's, it's gonna be hard To uh, top this one uh, But yeah 235 We just ran around All these movies I've been your host Bob, And we ride together Harley We die together MCP Bad boys for life uh, Dan O'Bannon is dead By the way <laughs> Oh